the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show on a uh, Wednesday. And uh, Russ can't get up my dashboard, just so you know. I don't know what's happened on there. But if you take a look at it, I'd appreciate it. So if you see another person in the studio while you're watching on Facebook Live. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's right. That's Russ, though, just so you'll know. That is Russ. Times uh, when we shoot from a different camera, you can catch Russ in the background ripping his hair out as he tries to keep me uh, on, on, you know, going in the right direction. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. A couple of stories in the paper today that I wanted to get to first, and I think that the uh, the main one is what's going on with the – the court case uh, that is happening with uh, former state uh, representative Woods because uh, you've got uh, Woods, John Woods, uh, and uh, Randall Shelton Jr., formerly of uh, Alma, uh, charged in a kickback scheme and... uh, the defense has rest, rested now. So now we're at the situation where it's at in the hands of the jury. And uh, this story from Doug Thompson of the Demgaz does a really good job of kind of laying this all out so you can see what was going on. It says that uh, Woods and uh, Shelton, formerly of Alma, are charged in a kickback scheme with state grants involving an Ecclesia College in Springdale. Woods is also charged in a similar scheme for AmeriWorks, a Bentonville nonprofit company. Quote, uh, the good thing about this case is we have documents, says uh, U.S. Attorney Kenneth Elzer. We have emails and bank records, and they don't lie. Woods attorney Patrick Benka of Little Rock countered in his closing arguments saying that there's sunshine on everything in the state's grant-to-approval process. Evidence presented at the trial included uh, draft legislation by Woods that never became law and in, uh, you know, some cases was never introduced as a bill. Now, Elzer, the U.S. attorney, wanted everybody to understand something very clearly here. And he emphasized to them, and that being the jury, that one of the charges against Woods and Shelton, a conspiracy charge, does not require that the intended criminal scheme be successful. In fact, act while motivated by a bribe is enough, that according to Elser and the uh, jury instructions. It is a crime for two or more people to agree to commit a crime, said U.S. District Judge Timothy Brooks. That's why some people have been charged with, you know, murder 
And they never carried the murder out. They uh, paid somebody to do it for them and things of that nature. And because, uh, you know, the person took the money uh, but didn't maybe go through with it, they still were found guilty and found their rear end in, um, in prison. So, you know, as far as murder goes, not necessarily to be able to go through with the process to be found guilty of wanting to do the process. So if you agree to commit a crime, uh, it is a crime when two or more people agree to commit that crime. That according to U.S. District Judge Timothy Brooks, and he said that while reading the jury instructions yesterday regarding the conspiracy charge. Now I'm telling you what, Woods could go away to jail for a long time long time did you did you read the uh the tra- how many charges there were russ and how long he could get on each charge did you read about that here you go check this out and you got to think about few i don't know 100 maybe hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars is it worth if you got caught this woods faces 15 counts of fraud all relating to either wire or mail transfers of money Shelton is named in 14 of those fraud charges. Both are charged with one count of conspiracy to commit fraud. Woods also is charged with one count of money laundering in connection with the purchase of a cashier's check. Woods and Shelton face up to 20 years in prison for each count. Yeah, I thought that'd get your attention. Yeah, each count, in this case, Woods, 15 counts. Each count carries a 20-year stay uh, at taxpayer's expense in the penitentiary near you. His name's going to be changed to Bubba. I mean, I'm just saying, that's a long time. Uh, On each of the charges and conspiracy charges, if convicted, Woods faces an additional 10 years on the money laundering charge. So you got 15 years on the, uh, the, con- the, the conspiracy and fraud, each count worth 20. Whew. I mean, it's 200 years on the first 10. Then another 10, and so you got 30, plus another 10, 40 years max. Wow, it's a long time. It's more than that. I got that wrong. I need to do my math here. Look at take a little bit closer here. So let's do that. So I take a look here. You got, uh, oh, what? Um, when you look at this, I mean, I mean, this is pretty bad when you got to go to the calculator to figure out how long you're going to be in prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how much did they say on the other count? It was another 10 years. Uh, that's 310 years he faces behind bars. Uh, if he gets the max, can you say you don't walk out of prison alive? I think you can pretty much say that. Um, so, uh, you know, bottom line, uh, some people looking a long time. Henry Hank Wilkins, the fourth of Pine Bluff, former state legislator, pled guilty uh, Monday to accepting bribes. A U.S. attorney in Springfield, Missouri, has said those bribes were from Cranford. Wilkins' kickbacks first came to light in Cranford's bail hearing 
in Missouri on March 16th. Shelton and Woods were indicted in March 2017, accused of a kickback scheme involving state general improvement fund grants, gift money, uh, issued in 2013 and 14, and accused co-conspirator uh, Oren Paris III, the former president of the college, was indicted with Woods. Paris pleaded guilty April 4th to one count of conspiracy. He resigned as the president and from the private Christian college's board. Before his guilty plea, his sentence is still pending. Probably had something to do with uh, state's witness type things, and he probably had some things to say that, yeah, it was it really did go down, and if uh, what he said uh, went uh, towards getting these guys in, indicted and getting them put in jail for a long time, he probably will get a, a shorter term. Every step along the way of issuing general improvement fund grants from appropriating money for the grants to cutting the check required the approval of a public body. Uh, Benka told the jury in his closing arguments, the legislature set aside money in the budget for the grants and a 29-member board of uh, at the Northwest Arkansas Economic Development District approved each of them that would support it. Now, here's the question that he's kind of saying. Hey, look, these guys said it was okay, so if it was okay, you know, no harm's done here. They saw nothing wrong with it. That doesn't mean there wasn't nothing wrong with it. That just shows you that the good old boy club is alive and well. It's exactly what it means. And it means that uh, we have probably seen a lot of money exchange hands over the years because of gift money. I don't know if they can go back and reconstruct some of this stuff, but it would seem to me that if you can, you should. And every one of the politicians that were doing illegal things should be cooling their heels in a jail somewhere. And uh, it went on, it says, uh, Benka says, it's all open. There is nothing behind the scenes. They want you to look at bits and pieces. They don't want you to look at the whole picture. Well, I can look at, hey, Russ, can you look at the whole picture here? That you got a bunch of buddies that are on a lot of these different uh, governmental groups. And uh, you came and said, well, you want to take some and give some gift money off to, uh, you know, this college or whatever, and your buddies say, well, yeah, we know John Woods, so yeah, we'll we'll go along with this and look at it real close because they thought John Woods is an all right guy. John Woods went out and gave some money to my campaign one day. I mean, this all smelled. This is why the General Improvement Fund uh, that was out there should never have been done this way. Never. It, it was just crying to be misused and misappropriated and uh, for ways of, well, yeah, we'll give you some money for your school. See, I'll make sure you get some gift money. I'll get you 50 grand. You just make sure that I get 25 in return. Things, that's, the way, that's the way this was working. They would get people money, and then the people that were getting the money would give them some of the money back. A particularly serious omission in the government's case are emails showing how Ecclesia College planned to get out of its financial struggles by using a long-term plan uh, 
not by stringing together state grants to tide the school over temporarily, says Benka. The hiring of Shelton and uh, lining up grants makes sense in a long-term view, he said. Paris disguised the kickbacks as consulting fees paid to Shelton's business, Paradigm Strategic Counseling. According to the indictment, Shelton then passed the money along to Woods and former state rep Mike O'Neill of Springdale, the government contends. Neal pleaded guilty back on the 4th of 2017, January. He was the government's first witness in the case. His sentence is also pending. So you're, you're sure to, to say everything if your sentence is pending. So that's the reason they do it. Neal had no motive to confess to crimes he did not commit, Elser told juries. Attorney Shelley Kohler of Fayetteville gave Shelton's closing arguments and attacked Neal's testimony. In particular, she said Neal's account of a payoff behind Neal's Cafe in Springdale was impossible. Neal testified that the uh, exchange of $18,000 in cash split into two envelopes took place before Christmas of 14. Kohler showed a timeline giving dates when Neal's travel records as a lawmaker and Shelton's financial records show when they were in Little Rock. There was not a date in December when both could have made a rendezvous in uh, Springdale. Shelton didn't uh, attempt to conceal or obscure financial transactions that the government contends were part of the conspiracy, she said. Just bottom line is, uh, I'll be surprised if Wood isn't going to jail for a, a long, 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 add it one more time, long time. And rightly so. If he's guilty... Uh, rightly so, because he has betrayed the public uh, trust. Shelton's betrayed the public's trust. Uh, Neil, public's trust. I mean, you can go right down the line, every one of them. And uh, this is the time, I mean, the governor pushed hard uh, in uh, 17 to get rid of gift money. I mean, we need to get totally get rid of that money. I don't want to see it in a slush fund for the elected officials i don't want to see it like it is now where it's like in a slush fund for the governor to use when you have money that's floating around like that it leads many 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 times i've been in many states doing my job and 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 watching uh politics in those states and you can see the graft and corruption that occurs when there's programs like this uh, that money should be go back into the general fund, I would think. That way, it's being voted on by uh, the folks in the uh, the House and in the Senate uh, to uh, see that it's used for the citizenry uh, here of our of our state. All right, it's 22 minutes after 2. We'll take a break. We've got more to talk about. Let's talk about the uh, grocery tax review that's going on and why, and for the life of me, I can't understand why the governor just doesn't work on putting this to bed. He could put it to bed really easy, and I'll talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, Kanye is is getting hit from uh, the monolithic black uh, folks out there that have, you know, sold 
African-Americans out that Democrats are on their side. I, I saw a big article the other day talking about some of the other stuff going on uh, with uh, you know, uh, the Democratic Party and uh, the folks uh, that uh, support the Democrat Party, uh, the Black Caucus and all the, all the rest, all voting in lockstep. And it's so funny because Kanye says, you know, well, let's look at this and this and this. And it's like, don't pay any attention to the stuff that's behind the curtain. <laughs> don't be looking at that. And uh, Condi Rice said, uh, I think it was early this morning, uh, the uh, piece that I saw from uh, kind of a wrap-up of some of the uh, people who showed up on uh, on television today, or it, she might have said something from yesterday, but saying uh, she made the statement about how uh, black people shouldn't be saying to Kanye the way that he should be, he should be thinking that, you know, he should be thinking this way, being a black man. And she says, you know, this is the way I always told pr- people who said that this is the way I should be thinking because I'm a black woman. And she says, I've been black all my life. I know how I think. You don't need to tell me how I think as a black woman. Saying the same thing for uh, for Kanye. Now, is he is it for a real deal that he's saying these things? Who knows? I don't know. He's got a couple of records coming out here in the near future. He might be just doing it to gin up some, uh, you know, press coverage or something. I don't know. I like to think that perhaps the guy is saying that you can be a free thinker, that your color should not dictate the way you think about things, that you don't have to supposedly uh, vote in a certain way because you're a certain color or because you're a certain religion or whatever. I just think it makes for some very interesting discussions at times with what Kanye has done. I mean, I'm not a big Kanye fan at all. Never have been. But this time, you know, he's like that clock. He's striking the right time. One of the two times that he'll strike it each day. All right, so Dave Ellswick Show. We've got uh, about a minute and a half here before we get to the uh, news that's coming up for you. Uh, don't forget about Sonny's Auto Salvage. Um, just getting ready. Ready, uh, in fact, starting today, doing the uh, second big, big uh, project with Sunny's. You know, we put the uh, transmission in the 2009 Corolla. Now we're dropping in a uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage uh, engine uh, into the Corolla, and they're pulling it today and putting a new one in. It's not a new one, it's a recycled uh, engine from a well maintained total loss vehicle, and it's only got a little over 50 thousand miles on it that's almost like putting a brand new engine in and uh, i figure get another 150 200,000 miles out of it no problem and i'm saving a whole lot of money i mean i can just tell you it's a whole lot of money i can't give you exactly the price but i've got a three-year warranty on it parts and labor unlimited mileage and uh, you know it's only got x amount of miles on it. it's in great shape and ready to go so we'll get that back either late tomorrow, early Friday, and I'm looking forward to it. And that's the secondary car we got. Gets my son-in-law and back uh, from work every day. 
you need to use them, here's the, call, here's the number, 982-7451, 982-7451. So when we come back, let's talk about this uh, grocery tax review, and I hope the governor is listening and follows my instructions. All right, 25 minutes till uh, 3 o'clock, if you did not know. Uh, the Dave Ellswick Show is broadcasting daily on Facebook Live. In fact, uh, Russ spent about two hours, maybe three today, uh, dealing with the folks that make the uh, equipment for us to broadcast and with the folks from uh, our technical side that deals with all of the stuff that goes on with the Internet to make sure everything's tied together correctly. There were some things that weren't exactly the way they thought they had them together. They got them fixed. And, you know, we've had a couple of problems where the uh, the system's gone down. I don't think that's going to happen any, anymore. They, they've, uh, they've done a lot of work today, I'm just telling you. Although uh, I just saw Russ cross his eyes along with his fingers and, okay, okay, he's putting his foot up. Yes, he has his toes crossed as well. So he's <laughs> trying to make sure that it doesn't go down anymore. So we, uh, a lot of people have found us now and are tuning in on a daily basis on uh, Facebook. You go to facebooklive.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. And weekly now, we've gotten up to between six and 7,500 people that are uh, tuning in with us during the week to see what's going on. And if we have special guests, we... Uh, have a lot of people turn uh, turn up for uh, the the shows. When we had Jan Morgan on one time, we had seventeen thousand people tuning in and watching what was going on, and had about one hundred and fifty of them sharing uh, the interview as well. Jan will be back on with us a week from Wednesday. I wanted to have her back on before our early voting got uh, very far along, so she could come on and talk to you one more time. Uh, before all that was uh, was going on. We hope that the governor is going to come on one more time uh, before uh, voting starts as well. Speaking of the governor, I wanted to talk about this Ar- uh, Arkansas Dem Gas story today from uh, the B section and at the very top, which is the way that the editor tells you, we think this is the most important story locally that's going on if we got it at the top of the Arkansas section or if we've got you at the very top of uh, the front page. And this one says, Grocery Tax Review Criticized, Hutchinson Hales Debate, Challenger Opposes Talk of Rise. All right. So here's what Michael Wickline has written today. He's got the byline for this. The uh, possibility of increasing the state's sales tax on groceries has drawn opposition from uh, Democratic gubernatorial candidate Jared Henderson, who said yesterday that he would never go for a change if elected. Henderson said in a written statement that Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson, who wants to cut the state's top individual income tax rate, stands silent as the General Assembly toys with the idea of making it more expensive for working families to buy groceries. Hutchinson countered that he's been a consistent supporter of eliminating the sales tax on groceries, and his position hasn't changed. Quote, this is the political season, 
and it is expected that unfounded attacks will occur regularly, but it is disappointing that candidates are afraid of legislative review and debate, the governor said in a written statement. The legislature's tax overhaul task force has made no recommendations, he noted. In a divided voice vote last week, the Arkansas Tax Reform and Relief Legislative Tax Force opted to take a closer look this summer at the options of raising the sales tax on groceries and creating either a refundable earned income tax credit or an income tax credit for people with low to moderate incomes to offset the increase. Okay, now I understand the governor saying, okay, this is up to the uh, legislature to decide what they want to do on this stuff. I mean, I understand that the legislature is doing their job and that there's a division of powers between the executive, the uh, of course, the legislative and the judicial. I understand all of that. Here's what I also understand, that I believe if the government or the governor believes, as he says, that he has been a consistent supporter of eliminating the sales tax on groceries and his position hasn't changed, that he should step forward. At least this is what I would do if I were governor. And I'm, I'm going to open up the phone line, 823-0965. And you can call in and say, well, if I were governor, this is what I would do. Give you an opportunity to talk about it. I would let this task force know, you know, you guys can talk about whatever you want to. You can be uh, trying to determine maybe we can look at this, maybe we can look at that. Well, that's fine and dandy. You go right ahead. But you only have so much time to look at all of this, and then you're going to have to come forth to the state and to the to the legislature and to the governor's office and say, Here's what our suggestions are. Well, let me just say that you should not come to me asking for additional tax monies uh, from groceries. In fact, we should be trying to figure out how to get rid of the tax on groceries. This is something people must have to be able to survive. You have to be able to eat. And we don't need to be making this uh, a whole lot more complicated by trying to figure out a way to, if you make less than X amount of dollars a year, we're going to send you back a, 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 a check as, you know, to say, uh, to be able to look at uh, some way of getting this money back to the people who are poor enough that they don't, they shouldn't have to pay taxes on the grocery. I don't think Anybody should have to pay taxes on their food. Now, that's where I stand and where I would stand if I were governor. So let me just say that if you come forth with that, I'm going to tell you I will veto it. I will just not sign it. It's not going to happen. So don't waste your time. I I think that this, this is the way, one, I think it's a politically astute move. And uh, two, I think it is definitely the correct move. And we've heard some rumblings about medicines as well. 
I think I would throw that in the mix. And if you're thinking about taxing medicine, that ain't going to happen either. So take those off the board. Don't even waste your time talking about it. Don't try to come up with some convoluted way of giving some people money back and other people don't get any money back. And let's not, let's not go there. Just know that I'll veto that. So you might as well not spend the time looking at it. So look at the other stuff and uh, make up your mind which ones you want to deal with. I'm personally, I think that is the way to deal with this. I mean, it was a divided voice vote. The Arkansas Tax Reform and Relief Legislative Task Force opted to take a closer look at this uh, during the summertime at the option of raising the sales tax on groceries and as well creating either a refundable earned income tax credit. I mean, how how are you going to do that? Are you going to get each person gets X amount of dollars when they file their taxes and they file their taxes at the end of the year and uh, you don't make X amount of dollars. So we're going to put a stipend in, you know, in, in your Christmas stocking for that. I mean, how is that the way you're going to keep track of this? And the other being or an income tax credit for people with low to moderate incomes to offset the increase. Either either way, either way, you got to determine it, it just makes the tax system more convoluted. I thought that the idea for what this group is doing is to try to make things more transparent, easier to be able to be done. Surely they've have you guys not learned anything from watching what has happened in Washington D.C with the Republicans and their their tax plan and where they're trying to take this, where you can fill it all out on a, on a postcard. How about you look at this the exact same way and make sure that it's simple to do and it's transparent to do and that people don't have to jump through hoops to be able to take uh, advantage of uh, some of the things that they should be rightfully given back or not even charged for. In March, officials for the uh, Right-Leaning Tax Foundation and Left-Leaning Institute of Taxation and Economic Policy, both in D.C., told the task force that the state would be better off providing a targeted income tax credit to low-income families rather than charging a 1.5% tax rate on groceries. So get rid of it. Get rid of it. I know what they, you, you, here's what you're going to hear. I want to see less taxes, which means you should have to turn your attention to less government programs and things of that nature instead of making sure that, you know, everything comes out the same. Well, if we cut the money that's coming in from uh, taxes on food, we've got to find those taxes, that, that amount of dollars over in, an, in another area. You know, it's got to be revenue neutral. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We've already uh, ascertained a few weeks back that over the last a little over 10 years, the government has increased their spending by 97 percent. 97. Unbelievable. All right. Quickly, let's get a caller in and uh, joining us. 
is going to be Carol from Roland. Hey, Carol, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Brother Dave. Um, I wanted to comment on the fact that our governor has changed our Constitution in order to spend more money uh, than what, well, that's the reason Clinton could go around the country saying he always had a balanced budget, because it was limited by our, our Constitution. And this governor has gotten that changed, and that's he is looking for every means of taxation. And I hope, um, Mr. Ellswick, that you will hopefully have uh, Ray Vester on, because this has to do with our groceries. Uh, this um, plant board that he has been on for 18 years and was removed because he would not go along with the governor in bringing Monsanto, um, the cambius resistant seeds and spray the poison in here um, this is so important because what it, it's going to do is you won't be able to have organic food anywhere not in your backyard uh, anywhere because it will kill it's killing the bees and it will kill our trees because uh, the one that they're trying to um, I think it's four five six T that's like uh, agent orange that they defoliated Vietnam with mm-hmm. um, Mr. Vester could fill you in on what he has done because he wants to appoint everybody on the board and that's against our 1917 uh the way it was originally drawn up by the by our constitution uh to control our plant board and they have been very uh efficient they've done a good job and they were diverse people and uh, it's dangerous uh what he is proposing and what he's trying to do by force uh and on that um with the woods thing you're going to see a whole lot more of these guys go to jail because there's a bunch more of them taking money like that the well, same way. I, if if they are, then I want to see them cooling their he- heels in the jail cell somewhere. Absolutely. Well, that one in Pine Bluff has come out. You know, he's yeah Wilkins. He's the, yeah, and uh, well, there's one going on in Missouri right now with uh, Rusty Cranford and mm-hmm. that Cooper Cooper fellow, and that was on the uh, prevent care or preferred care health care business. The health care uh, Arkansas works is nothing but Obamacare, which was originally Hillary Care, if you'll remember. And she went around bragging on how good she uh, Arkansas was doing. She was so proud of Asa Hutchison and how he had expanded the Obamacare. Um, and we, it is it is unsustainable money-wise. So he's looking for money in any and every way he can get it. And All he right. can stand and lie about it, but the facts are there. All right. Well, Carol, I will uh, try to get a hold of Ray and see if we can't get him on the air and uh, can't uh, pursue that story uh, a little bit more. So let's talk about PI Roofing, PI Roofing and Home Solutions. They've gone further than what they uh, used to be as a roofing company. Now they know that if there's an ability to get water into your home, that it's going to destroy the you know drywall, it's going to cause staining, it's going to cause all kinds of problems, black mold, things of that nature. And uh, Joel Johnson understood that it's hard to get people, uh, contractors to come out and do these small jobs. Plus, you got to get you know maybe a couple of contractors. It's not just one contractor. So here's what he did: he hired you know drywall uh, repair people, painters, things of that nature. He has a crew. Now that works for PI roofing. And when you have these other problems happen as well, he can address them all at one time. Get your roof fixed, get the stains painted, get the drywall repaired, get the insulation repaired, ventilation taken care of. All of that can happen 
just by making one phone call to PI Roofing and Home Solutions, 501-687-6246, PIRoofing.com. You know, more and more people, because of, number one, the baby boomers are getting older. Uh, they have, uh, you know, chronic diseases, uh, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, in fact, is, you know, almost uh, at an epidemic stance uh, amongst uh, my uh, generation. And many times what that means is, you know, with vascular problems like that, uh, you end up uh, losing limbs or pieces of limbs. And uh, though you don't uh, think that you'll ever need someone like Horton's, uh, you know, orthotics and prosthetics, you might have somebody like Mike Horton sitting at uh, your bedside uh, in a hospital uh, talking to you about replacing perhaps a foot, replacing the bottom half of a leg or or, or an arm even. And uh, just know that it can happen. And so you need, file this away, what I'm going to tell you right now. when it, it, If that comes up, and it's something that you have to t- have taken care of. Uh, you make sure it's Hortons that you sit down and talk with. Family-owned business, been around for uh, you know several decades, that uh, started by the father, uh, Gary Horton, who uh, worked for NASA, helped develop the articulating knee on uh, you know uh, prosthetics so you can actually bend your leg while you're walking, things of that nature and other things uh, through uh, NASA, and started his own business. And now uh, both of his sons work with him, uh, and his daughter works with him as well. Uh, They've expanded out from just doing uh, regular, you know, prosthetics like a leg or by doing an, an orthotic for a foot, things of that nature. And now they know that, you know, for women who have had breast cancer or are trying to keep from having breast cancer and have had breasts removed, uh, they have the prosthetics that uh, the women can use uh, to bring them up to 100% again. So they have, you know, their womanly figure. And then for uh, guys like we had in here the other day that we talked to who both, uh, one lost his uh, bottom of one of his legs, the other had lost his foot, and, and all the different things that Mike had gone through to make sure these guys could have the normal life light, uh, life that they wanted to have and had been able to uh, help these gentlemen be able to go out. One was a triathlete and the other one uh, could play the other sports that he wanted. This is the kind of people you want on your side, people that are working hard to make sure you reach the abilities you want to reach. All you have to do uh, is to give them a call, 501-663-2908. That's 501-663-2908. Or, you know, drop by and, and visit with them at 5220 West, West 12th Street uh, here in Little Rock. And uh, you just need to bring three things with you. Bring your photo ID, bring your health insurance card, bring the paper that your doctor gives you about what it is that you need to have done uh, for you. And they will take it from there, get you in the system, and start working with you. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. It is a jewel here in the uh, Little Rock area. 
All right, we're about done for this hour. But like I said, I just think the governor should take the initiative here. He doesn't have to. Not saying that he does. And I understand he says, hey, look, I've been against, you know, a grocery tax, uh, you know, since the beginning of this. Well, if that's the case, what's wrong with standing up, basically, and saying, you know, to the task force, don't waste your time on this? Because, you know, I'm not going to let that pass. I'll do everything I can to to, uh, defeat it. So uh, I, you know, just my suggestion uh, from a political standpoint, uh, the Republican Party fought against getting rid of the food tax in the first place. Uh, Car- I'm trying to get Carl Kimball to come on with me tomorrow uh, from uh, three o'clock to five o'clock. And we'll talk a little bit about that. They fought tooth and nail about that and defeated it. And that was when Governor Huckabee was here and then you got bb in there and bb started carving it away well people are going to look at this if the republicans trying to bring it back that will not sit well with the voters just it's a warning i'm just i'm just saying what everybody thinks about this you will hurt the party it's the dave ellswick show here on uh, 1011 the answer. All right, back to the Dave Ellswick show. Other uh, stories of uh, interest to talk about today. Uh, I'll get to some national stories in a few moments. But here, let me tell you how I try to do my show. I I try to make sure that if I think that there's big state stories, I mean, John Woods, there, uh, his uh, trial has gone to the jury. That's a big story. When you've got bribery and you've got somebody who's broken public trust and things of that nature, uh, it's important that everybody understand uh, what's going on with that. And we may hear something before today is over with about that. I think it's pretty cut and, and dried. I don't think it's going to take a long time, to be honest, to uh, find a, a verdict in that case. And then, and then you got the thing with the governor, who I think, uh, you know, it's a mistake not to stand out and and be a strong supporter uh, of the people uh, by not only your past actions but present actions, and uh, that that you will not allow uh, the uh, the tax on groceries to be brought back to you know uh, so that the state quote makes more money because that's exactly what is happening there. And then there, there, there's this one here. This caught me off guard. I don't know about you, but it caught me off guard. I didn't realize that the rep was having so many problems. Did you know that the rep was close to closing their doors, Russ? Yeah. They've ceased operations. They've totally ceased operations. Uh, happened uh, the other day. Said um, about 150 people showed up for a rally Tuesday to help raise funds for the Alien Theater uh, before the evening performance. Uh, you had a uh, guy that plays the lion uh, right now, uh, Scar, in The Lion King, uh, who uh, he's over at the Robinson now doing that. Uh, he performed at the rep and loved the rep. So he showed up as part of this uh, this deal. 
Uh, he, in 2013, he performed in Treasure Island at the Rep. He says, to try to build an institution like this from scratch is not possible, Campbell said. Local regional theaters like the Rep produce world-class work, but also need the financial freedom to experiment. Uh, here's what I know. I, the times that I've gone to the Rep and I like live theater, I've enjoyed myself. But I haven't been, to be honest with you, about the last four years. And uh, that's because the shows that I saw that they were doing didn't, didn't, you know, tickle my fancy, so to speak. I saw a letter to the editor today that said uh, they needed more entertaining fare there. You know, it didn't have to always be musicals, but more entertaining fare uh, back on the stage. Uh, they said that the reason uh, they said that the, the, they're suspending operations, including canceling the final production this year, 2017-2018, and halting plans for the 2018-2019 season. Ticket sales have dropped steeply over the past several years. Now, with that, with that, now you got to sit down and you go. You have a, you have your board meet and you have other people meet with you, and why is that? Why has uh, all of this just dropped off uh, the edge of uh, of the cliff as far as ticket sales go? You know, when I think of ticket sales, I think of what is the what are the shows that you're doing? Are there things that they're doing for the show uh, as shows that? is not indicative of your audience that your audience doesn't want to shell out. I don't know how much was it to go to a show now over at the rep. I don't know how much they were charging, you know, were they charging too much? Uh, were they doing shows that, uh, the audiences weren't interested in? I mean, there's only a few things you can look at when your ticket sales fall like that. Uh, of course you can look at, you got the, uh, the Robinson now has been upgraded. They're bringing in bigger shows. Uh, is there are there too many, you know, uh, art type uh, things out there, and people have so much to choose from that if you're not keeping up uh, with what you're doing, that it's causing you to to lose people who want to come to your venue and and be entertained. Um, it was coupled, they said, with lackluster charitable giving and a change in Little Rock's theater landscape. And that created a perfect financial storm, according to the rep. Now, I mean, is the problem that they're, they're having problem having corporations want to have something to do? I mean, is Axiom not uh, doing a, a big part of, uh, the, of the year to help pay for the, uh, the way and... Um, and other companies here around uh, uh, the Little Rock area? Yeah, I don't know. It says, uh, to clear the theater's operating debt right now and consider future plans is going to take three quarter, uh, three quarters to a million dollars up front. That's according to the rep's board. With news of a potential closure, Little Rock's artistic community rallied on uh, Tuesday. About 150 people crowded onto the hot pavement in front of the theater to listen to short speeches and make donations. Um, 
said Skip Rutherford, the dean of the University of Arkansas's Clinton School of Public Service, and he spoke from the podium there. He said uh, he was one of the people that helped organize the rally. We can either point fingers or we can hold hands, Skip Rutherford said. At various times, the Arkansas Travelers baseball team needed a ballpark. The Robinson Center needed a renovation, as did the Arkansas Arts Center. Each time, Central Arkansans recognized the need, he said. Quality of life issues matter in this city, and we have a record of stepping up. Maybe he knows something uh, the rest of us don't know. Uh, Let me see if I can find that uh, letter to the editor and i'll i'll read it to you dealing about the the rep and it's one of those letters i hope that the people in in power pay attention to says uh, remember audience this is on page what is it 7b we've been yearly subscribers to the rep ever since moving to the little rock area more than a decade ago And we feel it's been one of the best things about the city until this season. It's obviously a disaster when suddenly 15,000 fewer people come to view the productions. We saw all the plays and felt that they didn't play to an audience in Little Rock. Mamma Mia was the exception. We don't ask for an entire season of musicals, but we want entertainment. We just saw A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder at UCA, and it felt it was better than anything the rep produced this year, including Mamma Mia. It was hilariously entertaining, but the production values were over the top, and it came all for a $35 ticket. We don't want the rep to become celebrity attractions, but it has to play to the local audience. Please continue to bring in equity actors and continue to use top-notch costume and set designers, but remember to entertain us. So anyway, they, uh, that, that was a letter to the editor today. And uh, that gives you a little bit of something of somebody who was coming to the rep and now is saying you've got a serious problem. In this last uh, season, seeing ticket sales drop 15,000, you know, that's a death spiral. That that you got to look and say, well, what have we done? What productions are we doing that is evidently turning people off from being uh, coming out to the rep. And how do you come back from that uh, to to make that money up now? I mean, now you you got yourself in a quandary. They said in the story, you got you need three quarters to a million dollars basically to relaunch and get it going again. It's kind of it's going to be an interesting situation to say the least so i wanted to take a a couple of minutes and ask you uh as you're listening to the show as you're watching uh the show today uh if you would call in at 823-0965 823-0965 
823-0965. Have you stopped going to the rep? Is there a reason why you stopped going to the rep? And what you think can be done so that would save the rep? See, I think it's worth saving myself. There's something about having a uh, you know a presence like the rep in your city doing live theater. But I think everybody has to come at this in a very straightforward way so that uh, you know you're able to um, well you're able you're, you're able to figure out what the problem is. And, and I'm wondering if I don't, it sounds like to me that the problems aren't insurmountable, but whatever has been done here recently uh, has uh, cost uh, caused some problems. Hey, was is the guy still over there? He used to be there, um, Russ. Remember, he used to. I'm trying to think of his name right now. I used to have him come in and fee, fill in on my show once in a while, and I can't think of his name. Um, somebody will bring it up to us. Okay, we got a couple of calls. Let's get right to them. Who we got? We've got Bobby from Hot Springs Village. Hey, Bobby, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. What's your thoughts about this? Well, I'll tell you why I quit going. Okay. Uh, Too many of the shows that they were doing were just offensive and not family friendly. Okay, by offensive, what do you mean? Was it language? Was it what? Subject matter and and language, but most subject matter wasn't family friendly. Okay, the, the what they were doing, you know, kinky boots or something like that, those kind of shows? Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm, that's something you got to be aware of when you go out and you put, you're putting together something. I mean, it's something we're aware of when we do the classic movie, aren't we, Russ? We really are. We know you can't push it too far. Extremely aware of that. And we can't we can't push a lot. You know, we may have one or two movies during the year that are definitely adult-oriented movies, like Clockwork Orange, all right? We had that just recently. Oh, boy. You know, and then you had, uh, you know, we're going to do Blazing Saddles, same thing. But Defending everyone. Yeah, but then you come up and we got other shows, you know, Wizard of Oz and everything else that we do. Uh, that's a, a whole lot easier uh, for everybody's ears. You know, Christmas everybody movies gets into are it. always good. Yep, they like it too. White Christmas, we're doing that. All right, let's go talk to uh, Chad here in Little Rock. Hi, Chad. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about the rep? What did you used to go to? Never it? been. I, I've never been. I've been wanting to go. Uh, I was wondering, you know, find out how do you go about getting get, getting in there and, and maybe uh, taking lessons. Uh, I've I feel like I, I think I am an actor for sure, but I just probably need to, you know, but, you know, find out how to get some knowledge on, um, you know, practice, practice, you know, the, the uh, way that I guess the other actors have, have kind of started out. The uh, best way to have started. Thanks for your call. The best way to do that, be involved in it on from the ground level, go over and see how you can get started. Probably first thing that you'll do is it's going to be involved with, uh, you know, stage crafting and all of the rest. You're going to have to do all of that. Paint scenery, help clean up. Don't think that you're going to star in the first show that you get into. You're going to be filler in the back. All right, it's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011, uh, The Answer. Talking about the rep and uh, just out of the blue, basically, as far as that I knew, I didn't know they were in this much financial trouble, and they've uh, they've called it uh, – 
You know, it might be they've called it forever. You know, what happened? You who have gone to the rep, you know, now's the time to pipe up. You can help out by talking about this and uh, wh- what are the reasons why you, you you know, stopped going or you thought about going and you didn't go. I've already had some texts that said, I won't go down Little Rock in the evening. Some There's some truth to that. I know that. That's Location, location, location. A lot location. of people say. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get back to it in just a moment. Let's talk about Holland Bottom. Uh, Holland Bottom uh, uh, Farm have their strawberries out. You can buy your strawberries just about anywhere here in Central Arkansas, but if you want really, really good strawberries, you go to Holland Bottom Farms. So I'll be honest with you. I've been buying them now over a decade, and the reason I do is because no other strawberry from any other farm comes close to their taste and their and how big they are. You get five quarts of strawberries and i'm talking about a good two-thirds of them are the size of silver dollars they're just awesome and they're very very good i don't know what larry odom did at the very beginning now larry's gone has been now for a couple of years uh and his uh, son and daughter-in-law have taken over and i i gotta just tell you it's just a, a whole situation where you got um these strawberries that are just different than everybody else's they're sweeter they're juicier they're just better and then whether you're going to make a pie out of them or you're going to make strawberry shortcake out of them uh what it is you're eating is going to be better if it's done with holland bottom strawberries uh take my word for it it's the best strawberries around the area it's holland bottom strawberries are out on the you know foster memorial highway out in cabot stop by pick up uh, five quarts uh, cut them up and you know, put them in a bowl and let them, uh, you know, weep out under the sugar overnight. You'll have a lot of juice. You're ready for some of the best uh, strawberry shortcake you've ever eaten. I need to make a pie. I've never made a pie with them. I think I'll just have to do that this weekend. It's uh, Holland Bottom Farms. All right, uh, so I'll leave the, the lines open for you if you want to chime in on the rep. Uh, they have announced their closing. And, uh, you know, they named a few things in uh, this article that was written about uh, about it uh, today back on page uh, B3 by Emma Pettit. And it's the ticket sales have dropped steeply over the past several years. That coupled with lackluster charitable giving and the change in Little Rock's theater landscape. Now, the only, the only re- way I read that is uh, the robinson upgraded themselves and so uh people were spending their money there to go to the shows like phantom of the opera or the lion king or you know some of the big big shows that were coming in for that Uh, and uh, said that this created a perfect financial storm i think maybe they're going to have to take a look internally as well and decide what they chose to perform and was it what their their um audience wanted to see i mean look little rock is not new york little rock's not chicago little rock's not dallas you know you you have a big enough market you can go out and market uh, different plays that perhaps don't uh um you know, match up with the mores of 
of a lot of your possible um, customers because you got you know you got three four times more customers out there than you have here in Little Rock if if you got a small venue like Little Rock you got to make sure whatever it is that you're producing is something they'd want to come out and see because hey look if a couple hundred people decide not to come here in Little Rock that's a big deal uh, if it's in some place like Dallas and Lord knows if it's somewhere like New York, that's eh, so what? That's not the way it is here. So, uh, when you're sitting on the, on the board, you got to make sure whatever it is that you're putting on that stage makes everybody happy, so to speak. If not, you might end up just exactly where they're at right now. So, I got my fingers crossed for them that uh, something good will come out of this, but they need some. They need a financial infusion, and it's a sizable one at three quarters of a million to a million dollars uh, to um, up front to keep it going the way it has been going. So keep that uh, keep that in mind. I mean, I read you the letter that was read, written, and that uh, that goes a long way in saying a lot to the people there. All right, I want to go back. I, I talked about, uh, all right. So anyway, I was going to say that uh, former Secretary of State Condi Rice jumped into this, uh, you know, Kanye uh, discussion. from the. He's a rap mogul, if you didn't know. He's got a lot of money. And he's been the subject of recent controversy after his embrace of pro-Trump policies, activists, and campaign gear. This week, he shared messages about Republicans freeing slaves, the perils of the welfare state, and uh, socialism. I mean, he basically said about the welfare state, you know, they're putting you on the plantation, just a different kind of plantation uh, now than they did back in the day when you were a slave. They are still making you a slave. And he said uh, he declared that black slavery was a choice his swing to the right has not been received by well uh, by those on the other side of the aisle congresswoman maxine walters i can only imagine maxine walters she uh, essentially told him to shut up and uh, when asked for her take on the backlash to uh, his actions uh, condoleezza rice defended him and here's what she said and what she said is very astute. The uh, former Secretary of State said people should be able to express their views. Not all of us have to think politically the same way. Well, but you do if you're Maxine Walters. You better be thinking the exact way she is. If not, you're her enemy. Uh, I said to people sometimes, quote, I've been black all my life. You don't have to tell me how to be black. That's perfect. Rice continued, so I think we need to recognize that in some ways the height of prejudice is to look at somebody and think, you know what they think because of the color of their skin. Yeah, I know what they're thinking. What I think that this guy does for us is simple. He allows other people 
of color to come out and say what they really think instead of towing the line of uh, the people who the media say know what every black person or Hispanic person or uh, Asian person is thinking. They say, listen to the people and see what they think and don't assume anything. I like that, and I like uh, that that came out. Hey, Dershowitz was on Fox News the other day, and they were talking about uh, all the stuff that's going on uh, with the, quote, collusion uh, story that's out there. And there has there was no collusion. I mean, we, we all know this now. It's been proven. They've shut down the, 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 the whole looking into it because it's just not there. It is a, as the president says, it is a witch hunt. Well, Dershowitz was on uh, on uh, Fox, and I want to play the segment and listen to what he has to say. Former Trump attorney John Dowd confirming to Fox News special counsel Robert Mueller warned he could subpoena the president forcing him to testify before a grand jury if Trump refuses an interview with Mueller's team. President Trump tweeting, there was no collusion. It is a hoax and there is no obstruction of justice. That is a setup and trap. Alan Dershowitz is a Harvard Law professor emeritus and the author of Trumped Up Criminalization of Politics and Dangerous Democracy. Professor, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. A huge story and a huge development in all this since Fox News has been able to confirm that 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 is a possibility. And he has thrown that out there. Will Robert Mueller try to force the president's hand? Well, many, many months ago on Fox, I said that was going to happen. That's why Mueller has the uh, ultimate card in his hand, the subpoena card, because if you subpoena the president, he has to go in front of the grand jury without his lawyer, without uh, any opportunity to limit the questions. But it gives the president some options, too. He can challenge the subpoena in court. Uh, He can go to the federal district court, the Court of Appeals, the United States Supreme Court. He can argue, A, that you can't subpoena a president in a criminal case in front of a grand jury. You probably lose that broad issue. He can then argue that you can't ask a president why he engaged in acts that are authorized under Article Two of the Constitution. He may well win that argument. And then he might argue that uh, you can't ask me questions that go beyond the scope of the special counsel's authority, namely to my business dealings, before he became president of the United States. And He may win or may lose that. It's unclear. But I think he'd be in a better position challenging this legally than sitting down with the special counsel and answering that list of 40-some-odd questions that are so open-ended, so vague, and so general. Yeah, if I could get your take on that, because you know the confirmation of this possible subpoena is coming just a day after we learned about the and obtained that the list of questions that Trump's legal team believes Mueller wishes to ask him. What did you think when you went through each of those questions? Well, I thought they were not well-crafted questions. They probably weren't crafted by the prosecutor. They were probably just uh, 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 notes taken by the by the defense team. But they certainly show areas of interest. They show me several things. One, they show that Rod Rosenstein must be recused from any further participation in the obstruction of justice part of the case because he's a central witness. They asked him the question, why did you fire Comey? And the obvious answer is because I got a memo from Rosenstein Why don't you ask him why he wrote me a memo telling me that I can fire uh, Comey? So 
it seems to me that these questions put a real onus on Rosenstein to recuse himself. Do you have any idea? Second, they yeah. tell me that there's no limitation on the questions. They can ask questions in any areas. And third, plainly, they want to ask him questions that give him an opportunity to ramble on and perhaps give them information they don't have or say things that are contradicted by information they do have. If the president agrees to the subpoena, you're saying he, he has the ability to fight it, and, and you listed the, right. the ways that his team could do that. But if he agrees to the subpoena and, and sits down to these questions, where does this end up? Well, it depends on, on what he answers. I mean, I think if I were the president's lawyer, and I'm not, let me be very clear about <laughs> that, it. I would take advantage of these questions, and I would submit answers in writing to um, almost all of them, and then make objections to the others based on Article 2 of the Constitution. And then tell the American public, look, uh, I've answered all these questions. Why are they trying to bring me into a grand jury? Uh, this interferes with my right to govern. And I think he would be in a better position politically and perhaps even legally if he were to provide answers to the questions. Remember, one of the reasons they want to hold him in front of the grand jury or ask him questions is because they want to see if he's going to lie. This is a perjury trap in some ways. And it's not a proper role of the grand jury to set perjury traps for subjects of criminal prosecutions. The role of the grand jury is to obtain information they don't already have, not to give the subject an opportunity to lie about answers that they do already have. I want to go back to, you know, initially the, the report out that, that the idea of a subpoena was floated by Mueller in this in this meeting. John Dowd was there. He was then the uh, the president's lead attorney. He apparently retorted, quote, this isn't some game. You are screwing with the work of the president of the United States. And as we know, Dowd went on to resign as the president's lead lawyer just weeks later. Yeah. Well, I think the reason that it is given for why he resigned, and I understand it, is he gave advice to the president, <clears throat> namely not to willingly testify. And the president uh, said publicly that he wants to testify. And, you know, if you're going to be somebody's lawyer and you're in a trusted relationship, there has to be trust on both sides. And there has to be a willingness to accept uh, the advice of, of the lawyer. And so um, I understand why Dowd uh, uh, left the case as his lawyer. And I would think any good lawyer at this point would advise the president to do everything in his power not to testify unless he was compelled by a court to do so. Each time is obviously different, but historically, have other presidents faced subpoenas? Well, it's interesting that, of course, President Bush never faced a subpoena for pardoning Casper Weinberger and five people on the eve of their trial even though the special prosecutor in that case said that was part of a cover-up and obstruction of justice and attempt to end the investigation. But nobody dreamed of subpoenaing the president for that. Uh, president Clinton was subpoenaed, but for matters uh, relating more to his uh, alleged uh, sexual activities than for matters of governance. But uh, And, of course, Nixon's tapes were subpoenaed. So we have some precedent on all sides of this issue. But you know, every case involving a president is different, and it's hard to predict how this Supreme Court would come out if the president refused to answer specific questions that went to his state of mind about why he engaged in acts that are constitutionally authorized under Article Two. I think that would be a very strong, a very plausible argument he could make to the Supreme Court. I, I agree with that, uh, what Dershowitz is saying. I, I hope everybody else understands um, you know, what Dershowitz is saying here. Why would you put yourself in a position 
where uh, they can put you in front of a grand jury and start asking you the same question. And anybody who's had any kind of uh, uh, relationship uh, in a court case and has been put under oath and they start asking questions, uh, they may ask the same question 15 different ways. And, yeah, you know, you can get to badgering the witness, I guess, but until you can get to that point, you're supposed to be answering that. Uh, there can be a nuance in the way they ask a question and can say, see, he lied. And now, you know, you go to the judge and say, you know, uh, th- this guy's perjured himself and, um, you know, make that type of statement. I think po- try to poison the grand jury, that type of stuff. It It, it is a very... Um, I liked what Dershowitz said. Take the questions, answer the questions in written form, send the answers back. Whichever ones you decided not to answer, explain why you're not answering them. Like, I've already answered this before to you. You've got, uh, you know, tapes or whatever. We're going to just leave it at that. Take my answers from those and and go from there. I think that is probably the best uh way to deal with this what you don't want to do and i believe that trump will not have to do is get in sit in front of a grand jury and uh, be asked uh the same questions over a million times and try to get him to perjure himself or at least i would hope that his lawyer would would tell him that you know if, if trump was smart he'd get somebody on the horn call up dershowitz and see if he'd be willing <laughs> If he'd be willing to become one of his lawyers, just thinking, just thinking out loud. You know, conventional wisdom tells you that you should delay claiming your Social Security so you can maximize your benefits. For instance, if when you turn uh, 62, you can go out and you can uh, get uh, 70 percent of your Social Security at, at that time, most people would say, well, wait until you turn 66 and you're 100 percent invested and you get 100 percent of it so wait the extra four years or somebody says but wait wait until you turn 70 because when you turn 70 uh you're going to get an extra 30 percent on top of that and they do that to try to put off having to pay people so that the social security uh uh you know slush fund stays uh stays full as far as that's concerned however you know that strategy today could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars there's a lot more to claiming your social security benefits than you know now Uh, your decision can trigger an avalanche of taxes it can double your medicare premiums uh ultimately it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars So learn how you can avoid this with a free customized Social Security review from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial uh, right here in North Little Rock. Uh, David's a published author. Uh, He's the host of the David Lucas Show here on 101.1 The Answer. And I'm sure you listen to him on Saturdays at 10 o'clock right after the car and truck doctors. Just know uh, you can get a free review right now by calling 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. 
And number again is 501 653 6690. All right, so we're coming now to uh, the top of the hour. We've got some news for you. And then when we get back, uh, Joe and Duck will be here uh, to answer your car questions. Remember the number to call 823 0965. 823 You know, this whole thing about what the Mossad did again uh, is just crazy. I mean, I'm sure you saw the Netanyahu speech. If you didn't see it live, you saw it later, pieces of it. And in back of him, there were just tons of material. All of that was removed by the Mossad out of Iran and got back to uh, Israel. And he held that dramatic news conference uh, Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu did, accusing Iran of lying about its covert nuclear weapons. The basis for his presentation was 110, are you ready for this? 110,000 files and uh, binders and another 55,000 files in 183 CDs. The files, he said, included documents, charts, presentations, blueprints, photos, and videos. He noted that uh, the United States had vouched for the authenticity of the information. The files contain details about Iran's nuclear weapons program, which Iran denied ever having existed over the course of the negotiations on the nuclear deal with Iran. But as Jonathan Chance of the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies noted, the fact that Israel was able to obtain these documents sends about as important of a psychological blow to Iran as the actual contents. You know, think about this, and and I'm just going to read this guy's uh, tweet. Spies steal documents all the time. But this was beyond a lot of documents. This was 110,000 files in, uh, that, that they had uh, in uh, binders and another 55,000 files and 183 CDs. And usually spy agencies keep quiet after the intelligence is lifted. Not so with the Israelis. They're broadcasting this, making as much a psychological operation as a revelation. That Israel was able to locate the files. Think about this for a second. That they were able to locate the files. There's 160,000-something files. Access them and get them out of the country and safely back to Israel sends a huge signal to Iran about the nation's capabilities and pointing to uh, significant assets that are inside Iran and telling Iran, you know, your protection is not very good on your own material that you don't want other people to know about. I mean, it would be like if the United States, if Russia had a big uh, press conference and they had 
you know, a ton of files like this out of the Pentagon. Think about what Americans would say about that themselves, what the inside intelligentsia would be dealing with here in America. I'm wondering how many people have already lost their lives in Iran because the Israelis were able to access all of this information. Had to totally just blow their minds. All right, we got uh, Joe and Duck coming up here in just uh, a moment. In the last hour, we we'll come back uh, and we're going to talk about how Nikki Haley from the UN has put the UN on notice, saying that uh, you know, with all the things that are going on with the UN and you are countries that we've been helping with millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, we're not getting an acceptable return on our investment. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the White House is looking to roll back $25 billion from that massive spending bill. We haven't heard that about uh, on the news. I'll give it to you. And uh, another story, this one is funny. It's just a funny story. Let's, I told Russ about this, and he just laughed. He laughed out loud. Infinity War fans are blasting Chris Pratt over Star-Lord and the actions he took in the movie. <laughs> like he had any choice. He's reading the frickin' script, all right? It's unbelievable. These people got upset because he did what they wrote for him to do. Just hey. wait till they come after Nimsworth. <laughs> I'm just saying did it's, I say too much there? No, no, not really. Not really. But still, I'm just saying it's hilarious. These people cannot separate fact and fiction. We had this already. We saw this earlier in the year with Black Panther. Remember? Uh, all those people went and saw Black Panther and were saying, see what they've not been telling us about our history? What? <laughs> it, it's a script. It's made up. It's fiction. <laughs> We're going to talk about that final hour today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. God help America. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with Joe and Duck in just a moment. This is a story I'm going to talk about next hour, guys, but I wanted to read a little bit of it to you because I think you, you'll, you'll be, agree with me. This is just great work by Nikki Haley. United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley followed up on her threat to take names Tuesday after the release of the State Department's annual report detailing the voting records of member nations. She said, I quote, This is not an acceptable return on our investment. Haley, upon learning that several of the ten member nations who voted with the United States the least were still receiving U.S. aid, was not satisfied. The American people pay 22% of the U.N. budget, more than the next three highest donor countries combined. In spite of this generosity, the rest of the U.N. voted with us only 31% of the time, a lower rate than in 2016. That's because we care more about being right than popular and are once again standing up for our interests and our values. So if we're putting in 22% of the U.N. budget, we should have uh, the necessary countries voting right along with us to keep getting that money. I agree with her wholeheartedly. 
Yeah, sounds to me like makes a lot of sense. Yep. Stand up for America. Make America great again. I like that. He's trying his best. I just want to help him. Yeah, well, no. A good portion of the of the intelligentsia up there, the the media and all the rest of them, are doing everything they can to side, sign wind all of this stuff. It's crazy. Absolutely is. So how are you guys today? I just thought I'd bring that up to you because I, I knew both of you would feel exactly the same way as Nikki Haley does. I do. <laughs> I do, too. I think they ought to cut it off. Well, might be if you if it goes down next year from 2016, it goes down 2017, then goes down 2018, yeah. I think you start just cutting people off totally. Do it on your own. Well, you know, aid to certain countries, uh, we don't mind helping them, but, you know, some of those countries today – uh, they uh, don't even like us. That's exactly right. Yeah. So they're doing. You know, they're voting against us totally. It, it's it's kind of like this, Dave. If you got a family member or a relative that you keep helping, and they won't help themselves, or they're constantly op- opposing you, mm-hmm. pretty soon you quit helping them, right? Yeah. Well, Back the off time. and run. I That's agree. Time done. You yeah. Bank of Ellswick is closed. There you go. Well, the Bank of USA is closed. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. And that's each and every one of our wallets. Yes, everybody. Let's make, it make pays that really taxes. clear. Absolutely. I wonder what 22% of the U.N. budget is. I wonder how much money that is. That's got to be billions Probably of dollars. Probably 50 or 60 billion. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's got to be that. But yeah. we don't want to talk about the U.N., all right, we want you to call up and ask about your car questions, 823-0965. Now, in the near future, that number is going to change, but I just you'll have to be listening for when it happens. It's, yeah. going, it's going to become 1011. It goes along with our, our numbers on the radio. Number dial. one, we like that. I like it, too. <laughs> 823-0965, that is the number right now. Uh, for you to call in, got a question about your car. I got, you know, I got a question. Uh, let's just start off with an air conditioning question. Start off with mine. I, I'm assuming that I need to bring in my car and have the air conditioner fixed because my air conditioning is not blowing cold. Yep. It's just blowing medium cold, as I like to. Look, I like it to blow so cold Icicles. that I put my fingers up and they start hurting because they get Icicles. so cold. Yeah, there you go. I want it to blow that cold. I don't want to just be, I don't want to just be feeling okay. Yep. I want to feel cold as cold as I want to feel. So I, I'm going to assume that that means that Joe, your people are going to have to figure out where the leak is. Well, we pretty much know we've seen the, the dye coming out yeah. up here. It's leaking out of the evaporator core, Dave. Okay, but we'll. Uh, you know, there, there's that's a good this is a good topic because we need to discuss this a little bit. We know you have an evaporator core that's leaking. We see the dye come out. We know it's a slow leak. Yes. Now you can you can charge that and 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 keep it charged up and it'll blow cold. To repair that leak, it's a major repair, which means you have to take the evaporator core out. But a lot of folks will go down to the local parts store and they'll buy a little mm-hmm. charge kit with the with the stop, stop leak. And we've talked about that's this before. a bad thing to do. Bad, bad, bad thing to do. You're going to take a system that works off an orifice or a expansion valve where Freon comes up there to a little bitty hole under extreme high pressure, two or three hundred pounds, okay, and forces the Freon through this little bitty hole, which means it's like a water hose, and you put your finger over the end of it and you make it spray. Mm-hmm. 
when that freon sprays through that little bitty hole it becomes cold and that spray usually goes right into the evaporator core and the core gets cold and you blow air across it and it takes the moisture out of there and it cools the temperature down when you put stop leak in there to stop a leak guess what else that, little hole, stop gets that little hole yeah and the condenser too that's cooling that freon off before it goes up there to be sprayed well if you stop up the condenser you're going to have the extreme high head pressure on the compressor, and that's going to ultimately cause the compressor to fail prematurely, all because you didn't fix your leak properly. And now you have more than one problem. And, and not an only that. And core that leaks cause an effect. And then it, then we suck it out and put that stuff in our Freon machine. Oh. And, and guess what happens to that, that $300 filter that you got to buy? Yep. Stops it up. That's it. And so hope it don't cost. do nothing else to the to the machine. Now, do no. you guys know that it's come from that car, or is it just a cost of doing business, so to speak? You can generally tell when you look at the yeah. uh, charge ports on it. My guys are trained to look at them, and if there's anything suspicious there, we're not going to put that uh, Freon into my recovery machine because today's recovery machines are anywhere from seven to $10,000. Yep. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It's I mean, a, it's a and and if you if you put that stuff in there and stop it up and damage it, we have to pay to fix that. Yeah, so, it's not like you can just absorb no. seven to ten thousand dollars. No, no, do not put the stop leak in your AC system. And if you have did period. it, and you go into one of us to do it, it's going to cost you extra. And tell us on the front end, hey, do not put that in your machine. That's it. Mm-hmm. At least we know then. Then we know how to handle it from there. That's I mean, right. look, I'm I'm smart enough that if I use stop leak on a tire, and Joe, I tell you this, I I said, Joe, I use stop leak on that tire. I needed to use it to get it here, and because I know what it's like, I've seen it I'm when guys you. are going to get those tires off and that stuff explode out of the tire. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's a mess. You know, if 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 you have to do that, that's fine. Some car manufacturers they don't even have spare tires; they give you a can of fix a flat that's always nice of them isn't it and 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 but but you know that's for an emergency use only if you got a tire that leaks down and you have to keep airing it up just go get it fixed get it patched right air it up and go somewhere and get it repaired you know because if it's doing that constantly it's gonna get worse you've got a little nail or something that caused you problems and a lot of times you're not careful if you got a nail it'll wear the head off and then it'll go all the way in through there and then you got a big hole then that's not a good thing no well you You can patch it but you know just back to the same thing you're you're using something that you shouldn't be using unless you absolutely have to and if you if you know on your ac if it's leaking get the leak fixed it's going to be cheaper in the long run and if you got to get a tire fixed it ain't that expensive no (laughs) you can get one patch for 20 bucks yeah say anywhere from from 10 to 20 dollars you can get one took care of that in trouble yep all right let's go to the phones all righty We've got Daniel in Little Rock. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. You got Joe and you got Duck here. Two of the best. Go. Hey, Joe. Hey, Doc. Hey, man. Uh, 07 Chevy Uplander developed a leak on the transmission pan gasket. It's got 119,000 miles on it. And everybody keeps telling me not to put a filter kit in it because it probably won't move again. (laughs) So what's the real deal? Can I put one on there or can I have someone put one on there? 
Well, I don't think it'll cause it. To, I mean, if the transmission's working right right now to pull the pan off, put a filter kit in there uh, and a pan gasket, you'll yeah. probably be all right. There are some transmissions that if they're real varnished up on the inside and you service them, uh-huh. it'll break that stuff loose. And, yeah, it can cause the transmission to fail. But okay. we don't know because I'll be honest with you, I can't see inside there without taking the pan yeah. off, and you can't either. But if you take Lord it apart and it's full of gunk, you could be making a problem worse. worse. But yeah. if you got to fix yeah. the leak, you got, it's, you it's got no, no choice. Yeah, you don't got have any choice. So you know, you know, if I was going yeah. into it to repair a leak, I'd probably go ahead and put a filter in it while I was there. Absolutely. Unless uh, it's all gunk burnished up. And- yeah, it is what it is. You got to fix a leak anyway, so just fix it yeah. and, and and put fill it back up with the proper fluid and and make sure you look up what kind and all that. Okay, and yeah, then and, six. yeah, yeah. And, and be sure and put that back in there and get the proper level in it, not too full, not not low. Yep. And then just cross your fingers and hope everything's all right. That's but, what I yeah, do. Is it worth is it worth putting some of the Lucas transmission stuff in there? I heard y'all talking about sealers and stop leaks. It's not good, I, but. I I wouldn't I wouldn't put nothing in put put the fluid okay. in it put the filter in it, you know. Uh, let, let's let's talk about that. You were talking about uh, the, the AC stop leak. Now we're talking about an, an automatic transmission. It, it's a completely different thing. It runs. It's a hydraulic pump is what an automatic transmission is with holding right. members. Now when you put a additive in that, generally most of the time the additive you're putting in there is something designed to make the seal softer and swell up to prevent it from leaking and make the clutch packs hold better that's a okay. different that's a different kind but they don't actually make any you know what when, when they say transmission stop leak it's not yeah. anything that goes in there that stops it from leaking it's something that goes in there that makes the seals pliable again so yeah, they'll swell hold. up yeah make them swell up uh, and, okay. and and there again you know far as putting something in there that uh, uh dextron six transmission fluid has already got all that stuff in it yeah, uh, it's, okay. it's synthetic and it's already got all that stuff in it. So, I, you know, uh, myself, if it's at my shop, I just tell my guys to put a filter and a pan gasket on it and yeah. fill you full of fluid, and we'll see what happens from there. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, appreciate right. your call. It's a great question, and the additives is really a good question because, you know what, if the additives work that well. It just seems to me They've that the put make, it at the factory. Yeah, it would have gone in at the factory. Yeah. They have that stuff in there. Most of that stuff that you get today, uh, a lot of like the high mileage oils, Dave, like the Chevron that we get, the Haviland, if you buy the high mileage oil, it's got additives in it to help seal, swell the seals up in the engine. It's got additives in it that if it does burn a little bit of oil, that fill up the cracks. It it cleans the, the the soot out of the converter so it don't stop the converters up. It's got uh, chemicals in there that help detergents that help clean the converters. So there are pluses to additives in certain things. But when you go back to stop leak in an AC system, is no. more detrimental than helpful. Ninety nine percent of the time, isn't it, Doug? Yes, uh, and. Not only, Joe, does it usually get the orifice tube or the expansion valve, mm-hmm. it also gets drier. Yeah. Also gets the condenser a lot of times. And a lot of these new cars, as you know, the dryer bag made in is made into the condenser. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know if, if like Joe said, if you got it, you know, if it don't leak but a half a pound a year, okay, put a half pound in it every year and keep driving it. When it gets bad enough, stop it and repair it. 
Well, that's that's part of the problem with the new Freon they got out, the R one two three four YF. Get that hold stuff's so cotton picking expensive that, that you're going to want to fix your leak. Because I did one the other day for a body shop, and uh, it had a dual unit, and it held two pounds, Duck. Oh, my goodness. 32 ounces of Freon at $9 an ounce. Do the math. Ooh, it's expensive. The whole AC charge, the labor and everything, the labor's the same for evacuating and, and charging it up. Right. It's like, uh, you know, 100 bucks hours labor, mm-hmm. $98. And then the Freon. Hey, when it was all said and done, he paid five hundred and fifty bucks to get the AC charge. Now, if you had a small leak, would you charge it every year for five and a half, Dave? No, I don't think so. No, it doesn't take long for you to recoup your money and say, "Well, if I did it for two years, that's eleven hundred dollars. It's only going to cost me six hundred to fix the leak." Yep, I'm fixing the leak. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm money in the hole right off the bat. So that's where we are with the new Freon coming out. It's going to be priced high enough that you're going to want to fix the little leaks. All right, let's talk about bumper to bumper. That's where you guys get your Freon from, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right. Is Good there, people. Are there, are there different companies that make Freon? Or is it just like one or two? There ain't but about three people in the world makes Freon. Wow. That's that's about it. And there used to be quite a few, but now there's about, I think, three or four the last time I looked that actually make Freon. And this one, two, three, four uh, uh, Y Freon, I don't think there's but one manufacturer in the world that makes it, Joe. That's all I know of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They wouldn't be one that made that stuff, and you know, and they're slowly phasing out the one thirty four A. You know, kind of like they done on houses with R twenty two. We went to a four ten. You know, there because mine at my house is a uh, is a twenty two, and I you know. Next time you have any repair on it, it's going to be a four ten because well, it has to be replaced. Yeah, because you can't put a condenser on that nope. with that air handler, so it, nope. it's, they got you locked in there. So. And it's twenty years old, so you know, so who knows? But you know, mine mine works good, so I'm you know, not too concerned right now. But there again, they're slowly phasing the one thirty. They they phased out the twelve over about a five or six year, ten year period. And now we're phasing out the 134A uh, that's coming that, you know, then it'll be down to the 1234Y and, you know, that's that bad expensive. And that's what, you know, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get it where every car will have the 1234 into it. So here, here's the key about bumper to bumper where they got, these guys get their parts from and all the bumper to bumper certified service centers get it. They get it now. Yep. Well, they've got it in stock most of the time, right, Duck? Yep. And that's what we need because, you know, it, it is a timing thing. Some folks, they only drive one car. When their car's broke, they're bombing rides or renting a car. or Trying to figure out how to get there and get home. And, and it's a real disruption in somebody's life because they can't their schedule's all thrown off. Right. And so it's it's imperative for us to provide good service for the customer to come back in the future said you know that guy did a good job but it took him a week to fix it well we're waiting on parts but that happens sometimes it's out of our control but at bumper to bumper i'm going to say most of the time if they don't have it in stock it's the next day but i'm going to say 75 80 percent of the time they got it right duck yeah probably up to, you know 80 percent without yeah. any trouble and other 20 percent we're going to get the next day and we're going to get a quality part a name brand part that's been around uh, American-made stuff like, you know, AC Delco, Motorcraft, Gates, Standard GMB Motor injectors. Products. Yes, uh, the, 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 you know, Standard Motor Products got and set injectors out now, yep. Duck, for diesels. Yep. And they are, the, the manufacturer says three years, 36,000 miles. It's a limited warranty. Yep. But the injector's under warranty for that long. Yep. 
and, 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 and there again bumper to bumper has every one of them i called today and checked on a on a lb7 uh six six duramax for a set of injectors and dickie said yeah they got 22 of them in stock there you go there you go I don't That's need eight, but they had 22 in stock you know but there again you know if i buy eight today and joe buy eights today so that don't leave them but you know very many in there but but they have them back replaced in a couple of days you know all right bumper to bumper certified service centers you bumper to bumper parts and now you know why all right before we go to break we've got a uh light to give away is that right yes it is a work light it is a poppy light you've seen a mania it it jumps up it's got a lack of lantern on the bottom yep. of it and a work light that pops up it's pretty cool uh giving it away from uh, the bumper to bumper parts store in in uh, levy all over right there. you have to see miss kathy to get it if you win it so all right to win it you call 8230965 be the fourth caller 8230965 call now all right, so remember, we got news coming up here in just a moment. Uh, when we get back from the news, we'll take more of your questions, 823-0965. But our winner is Tony in Boxite. Tony, how you doing? Pretty good. How are y'all? We're doing Man, fantastic. Hey, Tony, you have picked that light up at 929 West 33rd in North Little Rock at the Bumper to Bumper store there at Levy. And if you'll see Kathy in there and give her your name and uh, your driver's, driver's license. license, prove who you are, they'll fix you up with that light. It's a pretty cool light, buddy. Will do, man. I appreciate it. You're yeah, very it welcome. Come, it come in handy if you're on the side of the road somewhere. So, yeah, what well, kind of vehicle do you drive, Tony? Well, I got a 2012 Silverado. You like it? Got a man. Love that thing. I, matter of fact, I asked y'all a question about the thing a while back. Had some ticking lifters on it. Yeah. And. uh they uh, put a new set of lifters on it while it was still under the powertrain warranty. Yeah. A thousand miles later, one of the lifters stuck. Yeah. And it collapsed and had some problems there. But did they, they get it fixed, Tori? They take care of it for they you? Did. All right. They did. They did. Had to, had to do a little arguing, but, but they took care of it. Right <laughs> All right. All Thank right. you, Tony. we yeah. got we got to move on, Tony. we got news coming on the way. You're going to want to hear what's going on in the world. Let's go find out here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, 823 That's the number to call, 823 You know, we talk about getting your parts on time and things of that nature. That's why Bumper to Bumper does so well for these guys, for the uh, you know certified service centers. Here's the other thing. They don't do an oil change. They do an oil service. And to explain to you what the difference in that is, I'll turn it over to Joe. Okay. You can get, you can get a, an oil change anywhere just about. But when we do it, we, we do an inspection on it. We, we check all the fluid levels. If it's got any grease certs, not very many of them have them anymore. Some trucks do, but we grease it, lube it. We check all the fluid levels. Talking about rear end grease, transmission fluid, brake fluid, power steering fluid. Some of that stuff's washer not fluid. that. Yeah, we fill it up with washer fluid, don't yep. we, Doc? Yep. We look at the wiper blades because we're going to make sure the squirter squirts and it wipes once. If it's streaking, we're going to tell you you need wiper blades. And we're going to inspect your tires and your brakes and, and give it a look over to make sure when you leave, you're going to get them back next time without having any problems. You know, we're not trying to sell you stuff that you don't need. We're going to look at your hoses and your belts while we're there. We're going to even look at your tires and tell you, hey, look, you get, you know, getting close. Next two or three services, you know, be thinking about putting a set of rubbers on this thing, you know, to make it run better. Yep. You know, and, and that's basically what we call an oil service. Yeah, that's that is a service. That's not an oil mm-hmm. change. That's well, right. and then oil you, change is you pull it up, you drop the oil drain pan plug out, you screw a filter on it, fill it up with oil, 
out the door. Going out the door. See you later. Yeah. That's it. You don't never get your brakes looked at, you know. And well, we look at the air filters, cabin air filters, make sure that stuff's, you know, like it's supposed to be. Yeah, and it doesn't add that much time to it. That's the big thing. Now, it, it I mean, may, you can do one, if you're really, really, really humping it, you can do it in about 20, 30 minutes. But most yeah. of the time, it takes 30, 45 minutes. And what we charge for an oil change is, you know, like 15 bucks plus the oil and filter. Yep. So you're, most of the time, you're out of there for $45, $50 on a conventional oil change, depending on how many quarts goes in it. If it's a synthetic, it's sixty-five, seventy bucks. Unless it's a big truck. Unless it's one like Duck works on, <laughs> then it's five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it holds forty-four quarts of oil. <laughs> I serviced one uh, Monday. Held sixty quarts. Sixty quarts. Yeah. Yeah, sixty Good quarts of oil. That's gallons got, of oil. It's got two oil filters on it. Two fuel filters on it. It's got what they call a spinner oil filter that it runs oil through and spins it slings all the particles out of it um it's about a 600 dollars oil change wow yeah and it, one thing dave you get the filters at one place united engines there's a detroit dd15 and right now they're the only one that has the filters for that truck in stock that's interesting you know <coughs> they've not been released yet is that the best well it's the only way you can yep. get so because i know some of the the filters you get they go along with the cars from the car dealers are not as good as the other brands that you can buy these are dollar filters out there and there's five dollars and six dollars ain't it joe yes there are you can buy you can buy a a high dollar filter and and you know we 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 recommend to use a good filter but you know if you go back to the manufacturer and buy one that's uh that they you have to remember that manufacturers don't make anything they just design, engineer, and assemble. So somebody made those oil filters for the Detroit guys, right? I did. And it's when, made by Wix. And Wix, one of these days, Wix will be able to sell that. Oh, they to have you. they have the part number right now, but they can't release it. But they can't release they. And That's they say it. they have them in stock, but they cannot sell them yet. Yeah, so it's coming because you yeah. know those guys don't make any filters. They just engineer, design, and say what it costs to build a filter like that. Yeah, We're, we the got this big, and this is what we need to put on it. That's it. And speaking of that, Joe, I, I've got a, a, a international. Mm-hmm. It's a 2013 40, uh, uh, 4400. It's got a DT460. Actually, it's DT530. Max Forge, uh, 9 engine. It's got a little bitty master cylinder on it. It looks like a master cylinder ought to be on a car. Yeah. All the controls is mounted on the frame rail on, underneath the cab. It's called a high-pack maxi brake system. It has its own module mounted on top of it. Yeah. I got one of the modules gone bad. You can't buy the module. To buy the whole unit. Yeah, and guess what? I've been waiting four weeks. Wow. They called me today and said your your part was shipped from Chicago yesterday. It'll should, be there in three weeks. No, I I'm should, just kidding. I should. They, <laughs> well, according to uh, UPS, it was in Memphis earlier, not UPS, FedEx. It was in Memphis earlier this morning. so well, they'd be here tomorrow. Then. So they say I should have. But you don't know what that little darling cost, Dave? I'm, I'm, it's go take ahead. a while. You go, you go ahead and tell me because it's not going to hurt my wallet. $3,000. That's wrong. $4,500. you are close. How much? Six grand. $4,425.81 $4, wow. with a $1,800 core charge. Woo! 
that's why he's waiting on them because they're yeah. having a problem with yeah, them. They, they don't can't have build them. them quick enough. Well, and another thing too, International has not released a pattern out for because I called Precision and I called all the people that you know bumper bumper deal with, uh-huh. and I got given the part number and they all called me back and said we can't touch it. Uh, all the the parts are tied up in a pattern right now. Yeah. Now once it gets out, then you can buy them probably seven, eight, nine hundred, two thousand dollars. But it's going to be another at least three years. And this guy's got one, you know, and it's a moving company. And I know he needs his truck, and he knows it. And me and him talked right before I come up here, and he said, hey, have you heard anything? I said, yes, I did. I was fixing to call you, tell you, Jacob, that I am told I should have it in the morning. So now he can start making money with that truck again. It'll take me all day tomorrow to get it on get it programmed. Yeah, but the bottom line is until I should have him back up going by Friday. Or he's losing money every day. That thing's sitting there waiting oh, yeah. for that piece. It's one of his one of his newer trucks. Yeah, you know, in the the, the parts world today, sometimes you run into that where, you know, uh, you you'll see this occasionally when you will order something, they'll say, "Well, they're not going to release any of those until such and such date." What they're telling you is the people that make those parts, the vendor that makes to make them. them. They're not going to run that assembly line until they have so many orders. That's correct. Yet 500 orders will run the line. Then they shut the line down. They wait for 500 more, more. orders. That way they're not running that line and making parts that ain't never going to be sold. So if your order is yes. number one, you're going to be <laughs> you a may while. Wait, be been waiting there for a while. while. If yep. you're four ninety nine, it's going to be pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. Like I say, we've been waiting. It's been about four weeks now. I think this is either fourth week or started the fifth week since it went down, and you know, and the guy's been just super nice because he knows I've done everything I can do, and I even I sicked him on. I said, "Well, get on the internet. Here's the part number," and he went all over the internet, you know, you know, online, you know, eBay and all them, and sometimes you can find that stuff that the places went out of business, and they've, you know, some guys went in there and bought the whole, you know, part Plus store left, out, yeah, and you know, they'll have one in there they'd order for somebody, and you know, and but he went online and i went online and i i called every used company in the world yeah and they just look at me and grin and say wish we wish we had some of wish them. we could have helped you yep if you'd only called last week now most of them said they ain't never had one <laughs> it's only it's only on a on a you know a few trucks with hydraulic brakes because wow. most of the trucks like that's got air brakes on them but that particular one has hydraulic brakes and but like i say it'll take a day to put it on to bleed it to program it to get it working where and get everything took care of a whole day a whole day yep so and that's providing so the trouble. labor charge is going time, to be considerable time i get through with it it'll, it'll be seven eight hundred dollars worth added on to the four thousand four hundred dollar cost yep five thousand dollar or better yeah, by the time it's all said and done it'll run around six how much does Uncle Sugar get off of that? Ten percent? He gets nine percent of that on taxes and <laughs> I done a motor drive the other day, Dave, and, and the sales tax on it was sixteen hundred and ninety three dollars. Good grief. They don't have enough money, don't you know? I wish they they'd share right. don't have enough money. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's they've crazy. got they've got they're they're trying to get all the money dave yes i know they are that's it that's i've their talked goal. to too many businesses that have been audited and uh, they come in with a, a little flashlight and they come in with a really nice magnifying glass and they say bend over <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and they search everywhere i'm just saying that's right they do a probe yeah yeah the aliens have nothing on the government they have land not on the tax collector <laughs> they're but, gonna get but, every but penny. dave just think how much money this guy's lost with this truck being at my shop for that's what i'm weeks. saying you said three weeks now right this this is the fourth week i, I think this is the fourth week okay on. fourth week how many moves might he have done during that time? Three, maybe. Well, he's been he had to go rent a truck. He's probably lost more, twice as much as what he that's costing him to fix it. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, and that's profit. Well, and, All right, and that's they, what I'm and saying. You throw in the the rental on another truck and everything. Yeah, he's in the hole big time. Yeah. Now, of course, we could avoid all of that if everything was run by the government. But, Dave, this this is the worst part. When he bought this truck about eight or nine months ago, he called me and asked me about buying an extended warranty. Okay. And I said, read the fine print and make sure what it covers. So I never heard nothing back from him, so I didn't know if he bought it or not. So he did buy the extended warranty. All right. Did it cover the part that no. you don't see no. there? Oh. Won't. It's excluded. Waste we were, of money. We were talking at the break about that. I just did a engine repair for a warning, extended warning company, and I told Duck, I said, have you ever seen one that on a powertrain repair, motor, transmission, rear end, it capped out at $3,000? So you better read your contract very carefully. That's all they'll pay for any single one repair at one time. They cap it out now at three grand on this particular contract. The bill on this is going to be over $4,000. So the customer is on the hook for the rest of that. Yep. Plus and how paid, much you've been paying for it. He paid probably $2,2500 for this contract. I got one. And now they're they're delegating to him what they're going to pay and how much, and they're not paying for all of it. Nope. And, you know, I got one right now that uh, it's got a motor home at the ECM's bad on it. I ordered ECM for it. Then he tells me, hey, i got to extend the warning. Let me see if that covered it. So he brought me the paperwork, and I called him and talked to the guy. The guy said, yeah, no problem. We'll cover it, but we only pay two hours to put the ECM on. I said, do you realize this is in a motor home? Do you realize i got to pull the starter off of it? i got to pull the, the muffler off of it. i got to pull the battery box out of it, and i got to take the back part behind the battery box, the, the cover, out to get to it. He said, we don't pay for two hours. You have to build a customer the rest of it. Yep. So I called the customer and I explained it to the customer. So about an hour, the extended warning people called me back. <laughs> and I don't know what the customer told them, but they said just send them a bill. They would take care of it. <laughs> now, I wish we had been a fly on the wall for that <laughs> yeah, one. Me huh? too. Absolutely. I, most people that come in my shop, they say, should I do that? I'll say, tell you what, well, I'll make you a better deal than that. Give me the $2,500. I'll put it in the bank account here mm-hmm. and when you need something you come in and you can use it on whatever you want for whatever repair because yep. the warranty contract does not cover any maintenance items no nope. tires no brakes no filters no fluids no rotors no nothing just like the modules they exempt them and then they got a cap on how much they're going to pay you'd be better off if you just put just gave your repair facility the two grand and said hold that for me till i need something then you spend on whatever you want makes sense yeah you and there's be, no hundred dollar deductible you need, involved. Make, you need to make that part of your shop 
Well, I've tried. I just haven't had anybody yet that want to write me a check for twenty five hundred. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. In let the me case hope their it. car might break down, you know. All right. So Dave Ellswick show will be back for one final segment. You got a question about your car, your wife's car, your kid's car, a friend's car, eight two three oh nine six five. All right, before we get done today, uh, it behooves me to remind you about the annual car show from bumper to bumper and their bumper-to-bumper certified service centers coming up on Saturday, June the 2nd. Uh, $20 donation to register. 100% of the proceeds will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities. I think uh, the last time you were on, Duck, you mentioned that the gentleman who's serving the food is going to give 10% 10 towards Ronald McDonald as well. Yes. And Dave, you realize it's a month from today. It's quick. It's coming That's up it. fast. It's coming up it's quick. It's a month from today. Days the second. And it's on June the second. All right. I did uh, want to remind you guys that on uh, Memorial Day weekend, that we have to stop over at the Traveler Stadium and yes, take a look at their winners and their different categories and give the winner of the old overall winner. Yeah, the best of show. Yeah. So, okay, we can do that. Just remind us. and If and, you want uh, yeah. autographs, it's $10 a piece. Just <laughs> and Dave's collecting the, the money. Hey, if yeah. they were free, we might have <laughs> show up anyway. <laughs> so Joe and Duck are going to be there uh, to do that, and uh, somebody's going to come away with a really nice trophy for that. It'll well, be good. pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be in the shape of a baseball or something. I mean, you got to do something unique. Something different. Yeah. If you're going to be a Dickie and that, Stevens, and, and you know what, couple bats crossed, that'd be kind of cool too. That would be a neat uh, trophy, to, you know, for that. You know, hey, I won this at Dickie Stevens Park. Yeah, that would be a that would be a neat. Uh, probably won a trophy he ain't never had before. Because that's people who people <coughs> like to display their trophies a lot of times sure. at the various car shows they go to, and that would be, I'm sure that would stop a lot of people, and they'd look and say, "Hey, well, that's where did you, you win that at?" Yeah, yeah. and that's cool. kind of like. You know the dash pad. You know you see a lot of these cars that's got the dash pad. You know that they because we even give them out too. You know, and but you see a lot of them in the cars. You know where you know where where all they've been and and some of these cars. Joe's been a many places, hasn't he? You betcha. Some of them guys got a lot of plaques in there. Of course, sometimes we see the same guys at at the car shows that we you know our car show. Yep. Sometimes they don't always have the same vehicle either. No. Some no. of these guys and, and their wives, they've built cars for their wives. Their wives have helped them build cars, so they've got two or three of them. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you'll see the same car there with a different owner because they swap around, too, don't they? Doug? Yep. <laughs> yeah, nah, we, we, you wouldn't believe they would horse, do that. We horse trade every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be on June the 2nd. It's going to be in Conway at the Expo Center. It don't matter yep. if it's raining, if it's cold. This is inside. If Air it's condition. Hot, if it's cold. We're going to have the heater on. If it's hot, we're going to have the AC on. It's a nice place. It's all inside. All of our service centers will be there. I'll be there. Joe will be there. Don't forget that. Dave uh, won't be there. I won't be there. You tune into 101.1 that morning starting at 8 o'clock. Yep. And uh, Joe and Duck will be on the air with you. I got to go down to San Antonio. It's my oldest granddaughter's graduation. And you can't miss it. No. No, no, you need to be there. My daughter and my wife have both made that very clear to me. Because <laughs> I looked at 
Linda, when she told me, I go, well, you know, that's the car show. And she goes, so? so? <laughs> that's exactly what she said. So? Doesn't matter. What's the problem you're, you're here? You're going yeah. to Arizona. Yeah. 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 I'm heading down to San Antonio. I'm going to go down there and do that. Take so your hat, show. Dave, because I won't want your head to get sunburned. Speaking of that, Saturday I went out and cut the grass. Mm-hmm. The next day, I was shaving my head. And I'm like, it's hurt. Man, that's smart. And what the heck? <laughs> looked it up, and there's a little bit of pink. You know, looked like it was like kind of medium rare. You we know? was on the lake one time, and this guy had a one of them, had a baseball cap. You know, got all the holes in it. Oh yeah, just where the I holes seen him at. a couple of days later, and he had a little yeah, red, red mark. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, Bob, you got the measles? He said, No, why? Bent his head down, and and then I realized hey, he had he had that cap on and. It did. It. I bet you touched those little red spots. They smart. Oh, they was blisters. Oh, yeah. not good. Not good at all. I told all him right. get him a hard brush and brush them. They'll be all right. Here's where you go to uh, to register. Go to their website, BTB Auto Parts. It's one word, BTBAutoParts.com. Yep. Take care of everything. And you right click on the there. link. Click on to the link, and they'll run you right on through it. And and like, like me and Joe's been saying, all the money that we raise goes straight to the Ronald McDonald House. And if you're the best of show, you win a $1,000 shopping spree to your local Crow Burling Game bumper-to-bumper auto parts store. And we're giving away for a spectator or a participant that shows up. They're getting to go to a Mountain Magazine trip with a gift certificate. Dave. That's good stuff. And money, and money to get them there and back home. That's it. Now you're going to have fun on that. Not to mention that every one of the uh, certified service centers that will be there, and they'll all be there, give away, you know, swag uh, all during the yeah, show. You're going to get cups, pins, T-shirts, whatever. Some of them uh, give away money. Some of them give away prizes. That's you know, it. Duck services. And Joe give away money. Yep. Just telling about a hundred about a C note, don't you? It's the easiest thing to do, Dave. No, I understand. Well, you just a C note, isn't it? Hundred dollar bill. Last year, I give two fifty dollar bills away. You can you can spend that anywhere. Yeah, you got that right. But bumper to bumper for that. Joe, I got a question there. Quickly, do you know if the if they can buy the the paint body place? Yes, if with their certificate. Yes, yes, because bumper to bumper sells paint body products. Yeah, that's important. They go to paint store. Yep. Yeah, they sell Dupont. Yep. All right, coming up for the final hour, we've got news coming up. Joe, Duck, thanks Thank for coming you, in. we got Thank more you, coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show right after this. Hey, uh, if you missed uh, Like Arrows in the theater yesterday, you can catch it again tonight. Is that not right? No, it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, that's right. Tomorrow. Yeah, tonight is church night, Dave. May 1st and May 3rd. So uh, see it, uh, go see it. The days are long, but the years are short something to keep in mind as you're raising kids there's going to be days you want to pull all your hair out probably have at your last nerve needs to be stepped on you wonder why you ever had kids just let me tell you that when they uh, get old and they they move out you wish you could go back to those days that they were stepping on your last nerve you'd give everything to be able to live it all over again but that's going on. It's in theaters uh, tomorrow night, May the 3rd. So go see it. Just go to likearrowsmovie.com. Likearrowsmovie.com. Uh, Be something for you to go see and enjoy. It's like one of those movies that I've been telling everybody that you want to make sure that, uh, you know, 
you don't wish for stuff because you just might get it. And you will get this part. You will raise your children when they're younger and they will get older and you'll wish that you you hadn't you hadn't to waste the time. I was trying to think I was we were had a sermon uh the other uh last not last, this last Sunday Sunday before and uh, Pastor Rick was reading a poem and uh, do me a favor on uh, if you can go on the internet there on YouTube for me there and find Harry Chapin and Cats in the Cradle and I just want to play a little bit of it not a lot of it because I started talking about that song after hearing the the poem that Pastor Rick had uh, read and the first thing it did it reminded me of uh, of Harry Chapin's song and so uh, I'll I'll have that played because I'm going to tell you what, and, and guys, this affects us more than probably the ladies because we identify so much with our jobs that we got to do this and we got to do that and our job demands this and our job demands that. And before it's all said and done, uh, what happens is that all that time that you should have been spending when you're, with your child uh, when, when they were younger uh, is, is gone. And you can't go back and get those days. You can repair your relationships somewhat, but uh, even you don't know how you probably have affected your child. And, and I'll play that for you in just a second. I want to remind you about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, coming up on May 3rd, that's tomorrow, May 3rd, 4th, 5th, is their three-day event they're having, the three-day showcase gemstones of the world uh, 3000 Cavanaugh. you want to go over for this it's going to be there's going to be gemstones all kinds of gemstones but they're going to have a special uh emphasis on emeralds and uh colombian emeralds on that uh presented by francis sanchez uh, guadavita guadavita family owned several mines of emeralds she'll be there personally to talk to you along with gemologists and jewelers like uh, eric who uh, will be there as well. That is tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, 3rd, 4th, and 5th, over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Kavanaugh, and that is Gemstones of the World. You got Harry? Here's the song. arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then My son turned ten just the other day He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today I got a lot to do He said, that's okay And he walked away, but his smile never did It said, I'm gonna be like him Yeah, you know I'm gonna be like him And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then You know we'll have a good time then 
college just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is the bar of the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man of the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know Yeah, I, I just can't. I just thought of that song uh, as uh, you know. I was talking about that, like arrows, and how important it is to be an you know a parent that's involved in your kids' lives. I understand that sometimes you know jobs are going to make it that you can't be at certain things, but make that something that happens seldom. You know, invest your time into your kid. I mean, uh, he didn't ask or she didn't ask to come into the world. You brought him into the world. Now be the best parent possible. I mean, when they run up to you and they put their arms up, I know you might be tired, but pick them up, all right? Pick them up and give them a smooch and hold them and talk to them and whatnot. Within 10 minutes, they'll be ready to hit the floor again and start running. Give them your time, man. You can't get that back. I'm just telling you. Hey, don't forget about Safari Pets. Uh, if you're thinking about a pet for your child uh, or you need some stuff for the pets that your child has, Safari Pets at 808 West Main and Cabot's place to go. They are the largest independent pet store in Arkansas. Their phone number, 501-628-0067, and they're on the Internet at safari-pet.com. Now, I'm going over there Saturday because uh, Dexter, the serial killer dog, uh, needs to get his nails trimmed so that he doesn't cause a, a you know a bleed out by clipping an artery in your leg or something. So we want to get that taken care of on, uh, on Saturday. As well as they've got things like uh, the best grain and meat dog food around for your dog. They got dog toys and collars. They've got bad breath devices for your dog. 
I mean, there ain't nothing worse than your best friend jumps up there on the couch, goes to give you a big lick on the on the <sighs> uh, the chief and and the cheek and, and then breathes on you and you about pass out. How's my breath? Yeah, yeah, really. It's the truth. Absolutely. Dog's breath is the worst. But the bottom line is that Safari Pets, uh, whether you got a guinea pig or a chinchilla or a ferret, uh, you know, a snake or uh, a, a spider, whatever your pet is, they've got all the items you need to take care of the pet or pets in your home. Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. Phone number again, 501-628-0067. All right, I, I talked about this story uh, just before we started uh, with uh, Joe and Duck because when I came across it, it just it's one of those things I don't understand why we've not done this in the past. And it deals with the U.N. Uh, United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley followed up on her threat from a few uh, weeks back to take names after the release of the State Department's yearly report detailing the voting records of member nations. This is not an acceptable return on our investment, Haley said. I mean, we give the money to these nations to try to promote democracy as well as to promote that they'll sign up and be with us and and back us as we're trying to do things about promoting democracy in areas around the world. Haley, upon learning that several of the 10 member nations who voted with the United States the least were still receiving U.S. aid, was not satisfied. And here's, let me give you a quote of what she said. The American people pay 22% of the U.N. budget more than the next three highest donor countries combined. In spite of this generosity, the rest of the U.N. voted with us only 31% of the time, a lower rate than even happened in 2016. That's because we care more about being right than popular and are once again standing up for our interests and values. According to the report, the other member nations voted with the U.S. 31% of the time last year, 10% less than in 2016. Among those nations that voted with the U.S. the least, there were several which are still receiving monetary aid. I mean, some of the aid we give is food aid and things of that nature. But we do give out greenbacks, all right? For example, how about Zimbabwe? One of the most corrupt regimes that had existed. Now, they have they got rid of Mugabe, Mugabe, or however he pronounces, uh, Mugambi, that's what it was, over in Zimbabwe. Got rid of him uh, here recently, the people did, because he's a corrupt individual. They've got a new president now. We'll see how he does. They received... You ready for this one, Ross? They received $58 million in aid, in, uh, but didn't vote with the U.S. once. <coughs> $58 million we gave to them. Didn't vote for us once. Uh, Syria 
and South Africa also received tens of millions in aid despite rarely voting with the U.S. And something tells me that South Africa voted with us more than Syria did. And I guess we send them that extra money so we can blow everything up in their country and they can rebuild it or whatever because they like poisoning their own people. Haley said that many are that 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 may all change now that she has the data to determine who really is in the USA's corner. Quote, when we arrived at the UN last year, we said we would be taking names and this less, uh, list of voting records speaks for itself. President Trump wants to ensure that our foreign assistant dollars, the most generous in the world, always serve American interests. And we look forward to helping him see that the American people are no longer taken for granted, unquote. Now, I'm all about this. I can't argue with what the president says nor what Nikki Haley is saying. Why would you send millions of dollars for countries that are showing no vested interest towards what the, what the American people are wanting to have done in their hemisphere or in their nation? So uh, good for them that, uh, that they're dealing with all of that. Yet, uh, here as we move into the uh, final hour, I always save some of the better stories that make you chuckle a little bit or make you go, hmm, you know, when you hear them. How about this one? Approximately now half of U.S. human resource leaders don't think that college prepares students for work. Additionally, over 200 of the 600 HR leaders surveyed indicated that colleges bore the most responsibility in preparing students for work. That according to the Learning House and Future Workplace Survey press release uh, that was uh, put out here just recently. Quote, schools are charging more money than ever before yet they haven't taken it upon themselves to form stronger bonds with employers. Future Workplace Research Director Dan Schauble says that everyone wins if you close the skills gap. The best way to market the school is placement rate. Employers benefit because they fulfill the skills gap. Up to 500 job openings exist among 70% of the companies that were surveyed, around uh, half of them due to unqualified applicants. A plurality of the HR leaders polled pointed to technology and IT as the toughest capacities to fill at their companies, and 63% of the respondents denoted information systems as the most uh, desired college major. Very few employees want to hire liberal arts majors, the research director said, referencing a 2% estimate from another survey. He also mentioned that no one cares about GPA anymore, suggesting only about 1% of employers indicated that they valued that metric. Companies tended to favor hard skills over soft skills. Look, if you're if you're a high school student and you're getting ready to go to college, 
this is a 911 call to you. It says uh, they tended to favor hard skills over soft skills with 59, 47, and 47% of HR leaders indicated they wanted candidates with analytical skills, proper management, and computer skills, respectively. Meanwhile, uh, the most wanted soft skills were teamwork, ability to adjust to change, and leadership with uh, 38, 37, and 37% of employers seeking those skills. A full 90% of employers are open to accepting applicants who have not obtained a traditional four-year degree. Let me read that to you again. A full 90% of employers are open to accepting applicants who have not obtained a traditional four-year degree. Schauble noted that Ernst & Young and PricewaterhouseCoopers publicly ditched their traditional degree requirements. Quote, if the schools were the best, then I don't uh, think they'd be at this many companies, he explained to uh, the Daily Caller. Colleges advertise themselves with hiring rates, he explained, but also suggested the figures aren't always what they seem to be. Colleges are so desperate that they're willing to kind of game the system the research director continued, things are so bad that in order to maintain their placement rates and results, they actually hire back their own graduates instead of those gradu- graduates getting jobs outside of the school. Makes you wonder, makes you wonder spending all that money for your child to go to college. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I'm glad to see that 90% of employers now are open to accepting applicants who have not obtained a traditional four-year degree. That means they're looking for people with experience a lot of times that know what to do and how to do it without having a four-year degree saying I sat my butt down in a seat in a college classroom, and because of that, you should be willing to hire me. All right, when we come back after news here on the Dave Ellswick Show, uh, there is a new beer that's coming out, and it's got a special person who came up with the recipe. I'll tell you about that. And then Infinity War fans are blasting Chris Pratt over his character's actions. Here's news. You know, conventional wisdom says you should delay claiming Social Security so you can maximize your benefits, but that strategy today could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars. There's a lot more to claiming your Social Security benefits than you know. Your decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes and double your Medicare premiums. Ultimately, it can cost you tens of thousands of dollars. You can learn how you could avoid this with a free, customized Social Security review from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial, right here in North Little Rock. David's a published author, host of the David Lucas Show that you hear right here at 101.1 The Answer on Saturdays at 10 a.m. If you've saved $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. That number again, 501 6 Five three, sixty six, ninety. 
So keep uh, keep that in uh, in mind. All right, I promised you this story about beer. A beer once called America just got a lot more patriotic. Budweiser has revealed its newest addition to the reserve collection, a Freedom Reserve Red Lager inspired by a recipe handwritten by none other than the father of our nation, George Washington. According to the press release, George Washington hand-penned the recipe to make small beer in his personal military journal dating back to 1757. Quote, take a large sifter full of bran hops to your taste, boil these three hours, then strain out 30 gallons into a cooler, put in three gallons of molasses while the beer is scalding hot, or rather drain the molasses into the cooler. Strain the beer on it while boiling hot. Let this stand till it is a little more than blood warm. Never Have you ever heard anybody tell you to cool something until it's like blood warm? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's a little too much information. That's a little scary if you ask me. Anyway, uh, then put in a quart of yeast. If the weather is very cold, cover it over with a blanket. Let it work in the cooler 24 hours, then put it into the cask. Leave the bung open till it is almost done working. Remember I told you this a couple of years back about where we got the bung hole from? It's from making beer, all right? Somebody just didn't have a dirty mind or whatever. It's, it's where they got the name bung hole from. Anyway, uh, it says that uh, op- and, and the bunghole opened t- till it is almost done working. Bottle it that day, uh, the week that it was brewed, the recipe reads, according to the New York Public Library, where George Washington's papers are archived. The limited edition beer is going to be brewed by Budweiser's own veterans whose signatures will be displayed prominently on each of the vintage stubby bottles and one-pint cans. A portion of the proceeds will go toward Folds of Honor, a nonprofit providing educational scholarships to military families. We are incredibly proud of our Freedom Reserve Red Lager because it was passionately brewed by our veteran brewers, who have bravely served our country, said Ricardo Marquet, Vice President Budweiser. With Freedom Reserve, we remain dedicated to our mission to support our veterans and their families through our long-standing partnership with Folds of Honor. The full-bodied lager is brewed with toasted barley grains and finishes with a hint of molasses. The Freedom Reserve uh, will be available beginning this month and go through September 30th or while limited supplies last. So as soon as I see that hit, I got to taste it. I got to I gotta see it, especially if it's got a molasses finish. That that should be really good. Be like kind of like uh, Steinerbach. It's got a real sweet kind of chocolatey taste and there's no chocolate in it, but it's really, really good. 
So it's called Freedom Reserve Red Lager. So um, you buy that, you can have uh, the great taste of beer, plus know that you're uh, helping out to uh, help the nonprofit Folds of Honor, a nonprofit that provides educational scholarships to uh, military families. I think it's cool that the only people that are doing this at the Budweiser breweries are vets. That's pretty cool, too. So anyway, I thought you'd find that story interesting. By, by vets. For vets. In honor of vets. Yep. For the families oh, of vets. vets. That's exactly right. I just tell you, that's got, I'm just telling you, I'd be advertising it to, to win-win for Budweiser. Great beer and shows their patriotism. I need to do something after Budvar. <laughs> All right. Infinity Wars. This is such a great story. This, this, you'll remember several months ago, I talked about the people who went and saw, uh, you know, the Black Panther and how they were all freaking out because there was all a bunch of people of color as though there's never been people of color in a movie before. But, uh, you got all these, uh, these black actors and it's about a mythical country, Watanga mythical country and all these people are are wakanda wakanda sorry and and they're out now i'll be attacked that i don't know black history you understand that from these people well, if they can find wakanda on the african <laughs> continent then they can come over here and argue. i'm just saying that, that i couldn't believe some of the things i saw wrote about that movie when it first came out about See, they've been covering up our history. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I read several of those uh, emails on the air, dude. If that's their history, I want to know where they're keeping the tech. Well, I'm just saying that that's something. There's people of color who believe, for instance, that they're Egyptian. Really, okay, they're really just Egyptians. That Egyptians were black, and they'll tell you if you do any historical research, that's not true. But the the you know they start talking about they had flying machines and all kinds of stuff. Uh, now they 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 figured out how they built the the pyramids with using pulleys and ropes and things. I mean, they had these people make having cranes and stuff. Um, so just know that this is not something new. People think. Uh, but anyway, about the movie, they went went crazy, which sets me up to talk about this story. Now, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity Wars, go listen to something else because I'm, I'm going to offer some spoilers. i got to offer the spoilers for the people to understand the story I'm getting ready to read. How are you going to work this with me now? Okay, now, well, turn down I'm my monitor. I know, but turn down the monitor. That's what I tell you to do. And when you see me pointing at you, that's when I want you to go to break. Uh, fans can't seem to separate Chris Pratt from his character, the Star-Lord, star uh, in Avengers Infinity War. The actor's Instagram page was flooded with comments from livid fans. Livid I mean, we're talking about people that were really ticked off who couldn't get over how the Marvel movie ended. To recap, Pratt's character, Peter Quill, 
also known as Star-Lord, diverges from the group's plan, Iron Man and uh, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, from the group's plan that ends up giving Thanos, the villain, the opportunity to obtain all the Infinity Stones. Pratt's character is partially to blame for the devastating ending to the superhero film. Pratt took uh, to Instagram earlier this week to thank fans for the many positive reviews of the Avengers movie. Quote, feeling grateful today, not just from reading many positive reviews of hashtag Avengers Infinity War, which is cool, thank you, but also because I'm going after my favorite fish, the largemouth bass. Hashtag hog heaven, hashtag bass, hashtag Avengers Infinity Bass. He captured a photo of him holding up a very nice looking bass. I hope that he just doesn't catch and release, but he catches and releases into hot oil. Uh, fans, however, weren't really grateful to do or for Pratt. They slammed the actor for his character's actions, even though the movie's ending, the course is crafted by script writers. For you who do not know this, all right, these people do not really exist as, you know, Star-Lord and Doctor Strange and uh, Iron Man and all of that. That's comic book characters. Those are not historical or or biographical in nature. Uh, They are uh, just characters that somebody made up out of their they're, uh, you know, sub, out of their conscious, subconscious, I don't know, drug-induced uh, thought process. Why did you ruin everything in Infinity War, you fool? The glove was almost off, one person said. And the way these are written, you can tell the people are serious. Another wrote, screw you, Star-Lord. <laughs> They would have gotten the gauntlet off of Thanos if you didn't get to emotion. You effed it all up. (laughs) Quill, why couldn't you keep your temper for one darn minute, someone said. Fans were not happy at all. Chris, I saw Infinity War. I'm not mad at you, but I'm disappointed in your actions. Uh, and one person commented, you really effed up all of it in Infinity War, man, crying emoji. <laughs> Pratt didn't seem to take notice of the angry comments. He continued posting videos and photos of his time on a farm. Catherine Lamb is a uh, breaking and tending digital news producer for Fox News, and she broke this story. There, this is what worries me about America. These are people who are, I guess, living. Yeah, vote, and they, I guess, they live in the real world. Except, they must not live in the real world because they honestly think that the Avengers is a real club. <laughs> I hope that I didn't. Watch out, they'll be coming after you next. Yeah, about, you know, the Avengers asked me to join them, and I turned them down because I wanted to spend time with my listeners. 
If I would have been there, they'd got that doggone glove off. I'm just telling you. That movie would have ended totally different. <laughs> All right, we got to get a break. You <laughs> get a break in. It's 12 to uh, 6 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so uh, Aero Plumbing is ready to uh, take care of fixing whatever your plumbing problem is because Earl Donaldson has the people that can do that job for you. Uh, they are well-trained and well-versed in plumbing. So they show up, they'll determine what the problem is, they'll tell you what it is, and they will tell you how much it's going to cost uh, to fix it. On top of that, they'll uh, show up in uniform, uh, no more plumber's pencil holder for you to behold. Uh, they'll make sure that uh, they put on their little booties that they have when they come in your house so they don't track in any dirt because, you know, they have their clean home guarantee where they guarantee that their expert will clean after himself, leave your home clean, or they'll send a professional out to clean your entire home. They back up the things that they, uh, you know, that they believe in. I mean, they send out people to take care of the problems you have. And if you're not 100% satisfied with the service that Aero Plumbing gave you, uh, they're going to refund all of your money. And if the plumber smokes or swears in your home, doesn't put his shoe covers on, uh, you don't have to pay for the service. It's that simple. That's why Aero Plumbing's the best plumbing uh, business here in the uh, the area and why, you know, uh, what uh, they are doing is becoming uh, the plumbing uh, mentors of all the other plumbing businesses around here. They're following behind it, making sure everything gets done correctly. All right, finally for you, President uh, Trump's administration is going to roll out a rescission package. You know, a lot of us were really upset with the last budget. Well, check out what's happening. In the coming weeks, they're going to roll back $25 billion from the $1.3 trillion spending bill that Congress passed in April. Uh, I will never sign another bill like this again. I'm not going to do it again. Nobody read it. It's only hours old. Some people don't even know what is in it. $1.3 trillion. It is the second largest ever, the president said in late March. The White House is expected to re release the package, a request to, to rescind funds that Congress previously appropriated. But that uh, didn't materialize on Tuesday. The administration was reportedly looking at rolling back between 30 and $60 billion now uh, from the $1.3 trillion spending bill. Remember, they said $25 billion. Now they're looking in the neighborhood of 30 to $60 billion. Trump proposed a 2018 budget that was notably $114 billion less in domestic spending than what Congress passed in March. The president has since expressed outrage about the deal Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Speaker of the House Paul Ryan struck with Democratic leadership, characterizing it as a backdoor deal that illustrates Washington's dysfunctional working environment. The president even threatened at one point to veto the bill only hours before he signed it into law, calling it a waste of money. 
the uh, package would make its way from the White House to the House and Senate Appropriations Committee, uh, where lawmakers would have 25 days to amend it, approve, or shoot down the president's proposal. If lawmakers on the respective appropriation committee fail to do something within the 25-day time frame, the package would likely make its way out of committee where the full House and Senate bodies would have the opportunity to act. House and Senate lawmakers would have 45 days to consider the package. If they disprove of the president's proposal, the White House would then be forced to release the withheld funds to the uh, respective federal agencies. The package would fail if either Appropriations Committee or the House or Senate bodies shoot it down. The one potential caveat working in the president's favor is that lawmakers can approve the package with a simple majority vote. So that's where you're sitting at right now. Try to save a little money on that crazy bill. Let's hope that they can do it. Tomorrow, J.R. Davis will be here from the governor's office. We'll talk with him, and then uh, we'll talk about the food tax. I'm trying to get a hold of Carl Kimball and try to get him to join us tomorrow uh, during the 3 o'clock hour. I uh, uh, joined uh, with him and his group uh, back, I don't know when it was, 2003 maybe, to get rid of the food tax, and we got the necessary signatures but couldn't get you, the voter, to agree to it but we'll talk about how the republican leadership in the governor's office fought against it and that when bb got elected he started carving it down and now we got republicans back in control and they're talking about adding taxes back to the food so we're going to talk about that tomorrow and what what all of that means and uh, we'll have other important things to talk about as well hope you'll join us uh, don't forget, a two three zero nine six five is our phone number. We look forward to talking to more of you. Had quite a few people talking to us today. Uh, talk more tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so know that uh, we'll get that all underway tomorrow at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, that's when we get started here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, coming up, when is it? Uh, next Wednesday. Uh, Jan Morgan will be on with us again. She'll be joining us uh, a week from today at 5 o'clock to talk to you, to take your questions, to answer what questions you might have uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Then we're going to do some remotes on Wednesday starting on the 16th. Uh, we'll be out talking about the uh, the car show that's coming up in in June, on June the 2nd. we got a month to get those remotes in. Yeah, three three weekends is when we're going to do it. We'll be able to do it, get it all done. It's all planned do we do out. Do on the weekends? No, we're doing it on Wednesdays. On Wednesday, that's what yeah. I thought you said. Doing it on Wednesday. First one to be on the 16th. Get a chance to come out and meet some of the people out of those. Keep that in mind. It's the Dave Ellswick Show tomorrow, 2 o'clock. See you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.